This is an Average Robots production. Welcome to Utopia. everybody welcome back to idiots rolling dice and more importantly welcome back to utopia we uh, had a little hiatus last week but we're back i mimic the idiot i am our dungeon master for this lovely journey and i'm joined as always by some very wonderful folks uh last time we went top down in the discord order so this time we'll go bottoms up meaning the wonderful Fantastic, incredible, Mister Vex. You're up first. Say hi to the crowd. But I'm always top. I'm never bottom. I'm, yeah, I'm sure your girlfriend <laughs> appreciates that. Uh, what's going on? Uh, I play uh, Keith. Um, the very, uh, it's a good word of putting it. Um, crazy. Yeah, crazy. I think is a solid word. Uh. Bounty hunter, tiefling, puppeteer, uh, you know, doing some shenanigans, ever, thinking everyone is his dad. They're not. They definitely are. They're not, though. They definitely are. Up next, somebody with, actually, I don't even know if I can say less daddy issues. Mr. Play the Fool. Hello, hello. I'm Play the Fool. I play Mongo, the half-orc mercenary slash uh gun for hire i guess you could call him you don't even have a gun though well you're fine you crossbow for hire <laughs> and in this corner mr jimmy yo i play robin hoodie the badass biker dude who just doesn't give a sh- you know what oh no he almost said shit guys I might have almost said shit in this explicit podcast. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. Well, 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 fuck. Captain America, back up for your ass. Uh, that's America's ass. Uh, and also, Daisy's here. Excellent. I love I love you guys. Hey, uh, everybody. Makes, well, just you, actually. <laughs> Self-deprecating jokes. Yeah. Introduce true. yourself, goddammit. All right. Take charge. Hi, everybody. God. Daisy Cakes. Uh, I play Vanessa Halen, and uh, I am a half-elf who is from a very well-known family. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Coyote Halen, but uh, I'm his daughter. And we've tried to live, you know, peacefully. And I just want to go on an adventure so desperately. Uh, doesn't seem to be going well for us currently, but I'm sure we'll get there. All right. Yeah. You're doing pretty much the exact opposite of living peacefully right now, I must say, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last time, our idiots furthered their investigation into the disease affecting Lower Utopia. Keith spoke with a local medical expert, learning that the cause of the illness appeared to be a toxin, although the source remained a mystery. Elsewhere, Robin, Vanessa, and Mongo investigated a totally normal construction site. 
The gang made their move to, towards Mortimer Munitions Factory, one of the chief business hubs of Marcus Mortimer, the richest man in Utopia, who seemed to be involved in almost everything that's happened so far. <clears throat> Despite a nifty hacking app sent to the group by Carrie Ann Vixes, they struggled to sneak into the factory and ended up killing two innocent security guards who were just doing their second job. Keith eventually snuck in and disabled the alarm, allowing the rest of our idiots to stumble inside. After picking up a few supplies, the crew discovered information about Project S, which was an ongoing program to build weaponized spells. After this discovery, the crew was confronted by Mortimer himself, and after being goaded by Keith one too many times, Mortimer shut the crew in with a huge prototype battle mech. After a perilous battle, the mech was defeated, although Mortimer escaped. After making it to safety, the gang received a message to meet at the club the last bastion the next night if they wanted to take down Mortimer, and that's where we begin today. All right. So, three of you, I believe I need to give you long rests. Let me do that. Rest. Long rest. Everybody's back to full health. Three of you went back to Keith's quaint little apartment in Lower Utopia, while Robin Hoodie, you just snuck back to your room. Uh, and during your long rest, you all leveled up for taking down my little mini-boss. Woohoo! Three of you awake at Keith's apartment as Robin Crogley exits the abandoned building. Vanessa, as you awake, you get a message from your father. It says, uh, Hey, I'm getting breakfast at Tony's if you're up for, if you're up for it. Uh, if you're with some friends, I don't, you can bring them as my treat. Uh, so you get a ping on your phone. Uh, Keith and Mongo, you guys just kind of wake up. Nothing special happening. Uh, Robin, you leave your building. Uh, yeah. I grab a cup of coffee. Am I, so I'm not with them, or I, we're all still together, you're, just doing you're, separate things. Yeah, you're all together. You're just in Keith's apartment, like you slept yeah. over at a friend's house. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just in the kitchen fashioning up some coffee. Uh, hey guys. So my dad is asking if we want to get something with him for breakfast. Anybody interested? I'll go. I can always eat. I'll, I'll go. Screw breakfast. I wanted Yeah, Robin yeah. is not there. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to say, you guys are going to have to text Robin if you want him to meet you for breakfast. All right, well, I'll I'll text Robin, and I'll just message him real quick, say, hey, in case you're interested, my dad invited us out for breakfast. Uh, you can meet us there. I'll text you the address. I'll send a text back and say I gladly accept invitation. Where do I go? Okay. So you send him the address for Tony's, which is a, a diner in Middle Utopia. Uh, you, Vanessa, you also get a text from Bonnie saying, hey, can't make it this morning. I'll run by your place later. No uh, problem. Little winky emoji. All right. So you guys call Little Utopian Uber. And uh, uh, on the way out, uh, Keith is spiking his coffee a little bit, just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. All right. Uh, you're walking out the door. The usual pale orange that lights Utopian mornings is traded today for a dim gray as storm clouds form overhead. The usual street vendors that would be setting up shop have stayed in, leaving the normally busy streets as abandoned as they would be during a typical night. Some of the street lights fade as they would uh, for a normal day, but many remain on as rain slowly begins to fall on the streets of Lower Utopia. 
uh, you guys call your Uber. You head to Tony's Meet Robin there. Um, so you walk into this little diner kind of on the lower end of Middle Utopia. Um, while most of the city has become towering skyscrapers, this small diner has remained its small-time charm. The greasy smell of bacon, sausage, pancakes uh, fills the air. Silverware clangs off the plates as you see Mr. Coyote Halen talking to a portly waiter in a corner booth. Um, So he nods to you guys, motions you over um, as you guys sit down around the table. I'll scooch in closer. I'll I'll say we're at a booth. Mm Mm-hmm. So we can kind of move ourselves in. Hey, Dad. Hey, Vanessa. What's up? How you doing? Good. How was your night? It was pretty good. Pretty. I, Still going? No, it's just getting breakfast. I got That's home, good. did some work, work at the studio all day. Got home, and you know, it was pretty tuckered out, so just went to bed. You know, I thought I haven't had a, I haven't had Tony's famous pancakes, and he kind of elbows the the waiter in the stomach, and as the waiter laughs, <laughs> good one, Coyote. Uh, in a while, so figured I'd come down here. Thought I'd ask you, uh, who are your friends? What's up? So, uh, did Robin get here already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. So, this is, uh, as I point to each one of them, Robin Hoodie, Keith, and Mongo. Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Uh, good. You know, just, just, uh, just a morning. Nice, nice. They were really excited to meet you. Well, here I am, in the flesh. You guys all, uh... How'd you guys all meet Vanessa? He kind of like rubs his temple. Looks like he's a little bit hungover. So, Dad, these guys helped... Helped to save... <laughs> okay. Well, I told I you the story kinda, already. I kind of helped to kidnap her first, but that's a different story. Okay, Why'd well, you kidnap Vanessa? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, sir. What, what was your Mongo, right? Mongo? Mongo? Mango? Dad, they didn't... They didn't kidnap me. They didn't kidnap me. I told you the whole story. I really would rather not live through some of that again. Uh, So, just, they helped us, okay? That's all you need to know. They're my friends. I didn't realize this was such a sensitive subject to you. I was really just trying to start, like, conversation with your new friends. Well, um, I had, like, a serious conversation, like, trying to talk to you about it, and you just never listened. Out of curiosity, Vanessa, just so, like, I'm getting this right, I believe you woke me up by rifling through the woman I brought home's purse the morning as I was very clearly hungover and on drugs. Yeah, I'm just... At a certain point, like, there's only so much I can remember in that instance, okay? Look, I, okay. I'm really trying. If you don't want to talk about it again, that's fine. I'll find out from somewhere. I, what I remember is it was a big deal, I think. So I'm sure I can find the information out. But, like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, hurt you or, like, offend you in any way. But, okay. like, uh, I'm sorry. I... It was it was it, it, a long night. I'm just I'm tired. I'm sorry. And you surprised me by wanting to go out for breakfast. 
I, I thought it would be a nice thing. You used to love coming to Tony's. We'd sit on the little stools by the by the little countertop. I'd spin you around in them. Mm -hmm. It was a great. You'd get the pancakes with the little whipped cream smiley face and cherries for the eyes. It's awesome. My little girl, he like rubs your head. I love you too. Stop it. Uh, so, you said it was a long night. What were you guys up to? Partying, having some fun? Yeah. Uh, in a way. Oh, yeah. Come on. Tell old Coyote the little secrets as he rubs his hands through his stringy brown hair. What was going on? He sips his coffee. Um, are we allowed to say? It's it's complicated, Dad. We uh we're trying to look into everything that's going on, the disease, the weapon, possible well, no, now now we know, but toxins are being used as weapons, including against us. And it's just it's been it's been a lot of stuff going on, and we. Um, I'm kind of like, this is, I'm kind of thinking in my own head whether I should be telling him or not, because, I don't know, I just, I feel weird about it. So, your dad kind of clocks your, your, like, uncomfort, un, like, how uncomfortable you are with the situation. He waves to the, he waves to the bartender, calls him over, whispers something in his ear. Bartender says, sure thing, coyote. He opens up a curtain into a, a larger, like, private room, and you guys move your table in there, closes the curtain, kind of locks the door, and you guys are completely away from everybody, everybody else now. Um, you can see this is, like, a room for, like, parties or big, gr when they have, like, rushes of people, which they don't right now. He says, all right, look, if you don't want to tell me, that's fine, but, like, I also have the ability to help make some things happen, put you in touch and help out with, with things. I know I'm not like, trust me, I know I'm a shitty dad. Like, I get that. But that doesn't mean I'm I'm useless, Vanessa. So, like, why don't you just tell me what's been going on? Okay. So, there's, there's quite a lot. Uh, we... We checked out a few different places, including a construction site that is, these medical facilities are going up at a crazy, crazy rate for what it should be. And it's really concerning because now everybody's getting sick. We're trying to figure out whether that is being done to people on purpose, which is very concerning also. Uh, and Mortimer has something to do with this he you know just as much as i do that he is involved in everything yeah that goes on. fucking asshole yeah well uh, that's important to note hey, what uh what do you want me to say you want me to say oh marcus mortimer mortimer's biggest fan like no dude is thinks he can just push everybody around thinks he can buy everything from everybody it's like dude i don't fucking care how much money you have like, I, I don't fucking give a shit. We all, like, oh, not uh, not all, but, like, I got money. You got money. At least I don't have I to. I got money. <laughs> nice, man. At least I don't have to fucking. <laughs> At least I made mine with, you know, a talent in art. Not and being hard work. Yeah, not being fucking born the 
son of fucking first governor bitch. Yeah, man. It's a real shame about his mom, though. Real shame. Did you guys, like, ever fucking listen in history class? Uh, never went to school. How about you guys roll some history checks? Eight. Thirteen. Eight. Eleven. All right. Well, um, apparently none of you know about this. Uh, wait, really fucking none of you know about this guy's fucking mom? He was, his mom was Melissa Mortimer. She was the first governor of Utopia. Like, I mean, she was the bomb back in the day. I mean, she, she was one of the first people out of, on day zero when people left the safety of the mountain, she was, she was fucking, <clears throat> like, this dope-ass paladin, and then, like, she, like, got sick and died, like, ten years into her reign as governor. And it was fucking crazy. What kind of sickness? Uh, dude, I was, like, three when that happened. But, like, my dad, grandpa, he'd tell me stories about it all the time. Rita, all about her heroism and fighting off monsters who had taken residence in the city before it got repopulated and all this shit. Probably, uh, with, my, probably with my family. Not, I don't know your family, dude. I'm going to be honest. Uh, the Millers? Uh, is, that's that, like, really funky techno alt retro band, right? <laughs> no, it's the fucking family that would kill monsters i don't know shit about that dude i just am a fucking rock star damn all right um but he says so so what do you think mortimer's got to do with it uh considering he trapped us and tried to kill us oh well, i mean yeah we didn't get to that part yet you're not dead so like that's pretty fucking good Ah, yeah, I would say yeah. so. <laughs> I am specifically not dead because of these guys, so. Well, thank you all. He pulls a little flask out of his of his leather jacket, pours you all I'm little shots. My forehead. Pours you all little shots. And he's like, cheers. He takes a sip from his flask. Chug it down. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Well, thanks for... Thanks for keeping my baby girl safe, man. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, you guys got any leads about where to go next? What you're going to do? Well, we we have two options at this point. We have Last Bastion, which is where we, we really should be going there first to see, see if we can start making some connections because there's a few things that, I, I don't know, a few things don't make sense. Didn't we uh, get some of this? I wrote it down, right? All the stuff that was on the computer. Uh, yeah. Just remind me. I literally forgot to write it down. Um, it right into it. So on the computer was a you found a folder labeled Project S. Project S had like data about and information about a government commissioned project to weaponize um, spells, basically, and improve them in some cases uh it was technology that had been developed before and during the great wars that kind of wiped everything off the map um and 
basically you found by the timeline of Mortimer's company, their first prototypes would start to be available about now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you guys want to get to the last bastion, I, like I can just put you on the list for tonight. Can you really? <laughs> he looks at you. He's like, can I really get you on the list for the fucking hottest club in Utopia? Can Coyote motherfucking Halen get you on the list? Awesome. That'd be great. I give him a hug. <laughs> he hugs you back. Um, everybody make perception checks. Your guys' breakfast has come. You're eating, chatting, talking to Coyote, listening to his stories about, you know, doing drugs and banging. 16. 16. All right. So, Keith, you see Coyote kind of peer through a little corner in the curtain that's open. He nods his head. So you turn and uh, look through that same little opening in the curtain. Uh, police cars are outside the the diner, and cops are getting out. Um, Coyote turns to you and says, Well... They're probably not here for me. And if you guys have been getting into some shit, like breaking into Mortimer's place, they might be here for you. So there's a fucking back exit right there. I got the bill. But I think you guys should should get the fuck out of here. That's probably a good idea. All right, uh, yeah. We should get up. Okay. Love you. Love you too, Can I just get an autograph before we go? Okay. He, uh, I don't think we don't we don't we don't got time. We he pulls time. out a sharpie, Wait. signs a napkin real quick, hands it to Mongo. Oh my god! Sweet. Jesus. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So you guys, Are uh, fangirling. Everybody, make stealth checks with advantage, please. I don't know if that's good or not. Fifteen. All right, Mongo and Robin roll again to see, and you'll take the higher ones. Okay, oh, eighteen. Doesn't matter. Roll the fucking one. All right. Well, thank God I reminded you guys to roll advantage. Uh, so all of you make a clean getaway. Back door of Tony's, which opens like it was like a fire exit through this room, uh, except no alarm because it's like a greasy old fucking diner. Uh, open right out. Sneak into alleys and get away from the cops uh no problem no problem uh so you guys got a couple things you can do uh anything stand out to you where you guys want to go what you want to do um we went to the doctor's off or the doctors checked out the construction site which literally just was a construction site uh did captain ever get back uh no he didn't okay um that's worrisome anything else am i missing other than what we did last time mm, no i think we got all of our checks so far that was all the stuff at least the stuff we knew about yeah, yeah i think we've we fit every place that we knew except for the last question okay um so vanessa are you going home to try and meet up with Bonnie? Or are you going to stick, are you going to invite her somewhere? I think, all right, if you guys can handle going to the club, see what you can find out, I'm going to go home and see if I can talk to Bonnie, see if there's any updates on that end, 
and then we'll meet up later at the bar. It is morning time. The The note didn't say until, don't meet till the last bash until tomorrow night. So, mm. tonight. So, it'll be late. It's like late uh, morning. It, it'd be like 10 a.m. right now. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, you guys can come with me to my house if you want. And, um see what bonnie has to say and then we can go from there see if there's anything else we can check out before we go to the club that yeah, sounds good uh I'll, i'm gonna go to the police station uh captain hasn't responded so i'm gonna go see what i can find okay good you so you two are coming with me then i am i don't know about uh robin i'll um, go with you. Okay, um, okay. go ahead i was gonna say take your silence as a yes so let's go <laughs> yes and wave them forward all right, so you guys hop into your Utopian Uber, start heading back to Upper Utopia, uh, where uh, Vanessa's house is, and Bonnie said she would meet you later today. Keith, you head down back towards uh, Lower Utopia uh, in order to see what's up with the captain. Um, Dad? <laughs> where are you? So, hold on one sec. You guys, or Keith, you... Uh, kind of walk up to the police station. Um, as you do, uh, rain still falling, gray, uh, like still gray. Puddles on the ground reflect like the neon lights from the buildings. As uh, you weave your way in between all these skyscrapers in the midst of Lower Utopia, and you come across the police station. And there is a, you know, there's a big crowd outside of the police station. How about you make a perception check? That's 18, so 19. 19. So you, you're seeing, like, news cameras. You're seeing, like, a police motorcade, onlookers, whole bunch of people outside the police station, uh, news vans, as Lieutenant Alderman is up behind, like, a stanchion uh, answering questions. Okay. Uh... I'm going to use Disguise Self and, uh, like, get up into the crowd. Okay. So I'm going to be, like, a reporter. All right. Like a reporter. So you you walk, you know, sneak your way into the middle of the crowd like it's Assassin's Creed, full covered, weaving in, in and out. And you see, as I said earlier, Captain Mercant has been arrested on charges of conspiracy in terms of the uh, kidnapping and attack of the Vixis girls. Uh, it is believed by, or it is, we were notified by reliable sources that he instructed officers to not blockade the street, allowing for safe travel of the motorcade through, and he will be placed in custody and taken to Utopia Maximum Security Prison this evening, or today. Uh, could I, like, raise my hand like I'm gonna ask a question? Uh, sure, he calls on you. Uh, roll... A performance check. <laughs> and I think Disguise uh, Self gives you advantage, doesn't it, on performance wait, checks? Wait, so uh, Cap was arrested? Okay. Yes, Cap was arrested. Oh, God. Uh, the changes would be the spell fail or physical inspection. For example, if you use this spell to add a hat to your outfit, blah, blah, blah. Um, the only thing is, if they want to, like, see if I'm, like, actually, like, disguised, they have to succeed an intelligence check against your spell save DC, which is my charisma, so it's a 20. All right, he's going to be rolling with disadvantage because you're in a crowd of a bunch of very similar-looking people. Uh, he didn't succeed. 
Uh, a twenty-nine on your performance. Performance. Okay, <laughs> so you walk in, kind of very suave, stand out amongst the crowd of all these reporters. You create a little space, put your hand up to the cap or to Lieutenant Alderman. He, he looks at you, says, "You, sir. Uh, yes, your question. What are your reliable sources? Can you tell us what they are?" Or who they are? We cannot divulge this information at this time. All we can say is that an investigation is ongoing into the sources, and Captain will be Burkhant will be placed in a secure location under protection until time where the investigation is complete. But we all know the city is corrupt. How do we know he's safe? Uh, those kind of accusations will not fly. Next question. He scans the crowd for other people. Uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, he points to another reporter. Asked him about what sort of time frame are we looking at for this investigation? And then Alderman says, We will be performing a thorough investigation. However, due to the severity of the crimes and the complicit nature of his potential actions, uh, time this has been pushed forth to the highest priority amongst all our cases currently. Uh, we will hope to have an answer and an outcome to this matter as soon as possible. All right. Uh can I sneak away from the crowd and try to get into the police station to, like, one of the jail cells? Uh, sneaking away from the crowd would be, you can just do. Yeah, it no, would yeah, be... I'm just, I just meant, like, trying to get into, like, the police station to, like, a side door that I probably would know of or something. Okay, um, good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, yeah, you can do that. Okay. Um, I have to roll, like a sneak? Yeah, you, I mean, you have to roll a stealth check. Okay. Come on. Heart of the cards, baby. Heart of the cards. It's going to be a uh, 13. So you start to sneak over <laughs> to the side door, and you are grabbed on the shoulder by a big, bulky hand. He says, who the hell are you? Or who the hell are you? Uh, do I know this person? You make an insight check. 14 so he flips you around and it's ben the uh like front desk clerk who was on on shift the night before <laughs> uh i instantly uh undo my disguise self <laughs> he uh and i go go ahead do what you say, what you're gonna say. Uh, i go ben where's captain dude i need to talk to him really badly he pulls you into the that alley behind some cover he says look man we uh Nobody's allowed to see Cap. I, I don't really know what's going on. It just, you know, he, he... Last night he left work, everything was normal. He showed up today, and all their men and some other people put cuffs on his hands. I, they got him locked up in there, but he's he's heavily, heavily guarded, and they got all sorts of cameras, man. I don't know what's up. Do you actually believe he did it? I, that it doesn't sound like Cap, Right? Exactly. That's like, why I'm here. I want to find out. I mean, the thing is, it's it just it really doesn't sound like him. I don't think there's any way of he. You know, he cared about Lower Utopia as much as anybody. Uh, I don't More think. More so than anybody else. I, I don't think uh, attacking. You know, rich people on a philanthropy job is really his style hell no um do you know the route they're taking 
Uh, I mean, I know you're just, you're not really high up on the chain. I know you're, you get in trouble because you pander to me a lot, but I'm eternally grateful to you there, buddy. I love you. <laughs> so if you could find out where they're actually like taking, taking him, so I guarantee you they're not taking him to like where they're saying. I don't, I don't know, man. I, you're telling me a police captain in like a maximum security prison is uh you think that's a good situation for cap fuck no yeah i mean so that's that's why i wanted that's why i want you to go in there find out where they're gonna take him like maybe they have documentations printed out because it is gonna be an official escort uh i can see what i have he sneaks in the side door um he uh, takes a few minutes, but he comes back out. He says, "Look, man, I got a, I got a little picture of the route map." He sends you a picture on his slate, and it's uh, it's it's you know, the route. It goes from this, from this police station to like a. They basically drive straight to the outer wall of Lower Utopia. Um, and where there's like armored shuttle trains that are kind of like hooked into the wall, like a fucking bullet train. It's pretty cool. Um, and that will basically take them along the outer wall of lower utopia and drop them down to, um, the maximum security prison. Says it all looks legit to me, but I mean, Alderman saying it's going to be, he's going to be safe there. Fuck that shit. That's no, he's not. no, do you know everybody at the prison? Like, I know a lot of people are buds around, but thought I'd ask. I mean, I think I think my cousin works over there still. He got, he's kind of an idiot. He might have got fired. Check if he's there. Make sure Cap doesn't get hurt. Like, make sure your cousin like sticks to Cap. I'll I'll do my best, but man, I'm just a desk jockey. I I don't know. I how, know. I know. I don't know how Once much. Once this is all over, I'll tell Cap what you did for him. Oh, make a persuasion check. <laughs> uh, 12 plus 1, so 15. 13. Uh, he's like, I don't know if there's, that's really going to help me, but I, I I don't think Cap did this, so I'll, I'll do what I can. Exactly. Think about it, man. Like, if you're like one of the few ones that doesn't trust what's going on, and we get Cap out, think about what he'll do for you when he comes back. You won't be on the desk. You'll be out, man. You'll be out and fucking people up. Uh, I, I, I like the desk. It's safe. What? You don't want to be out being a hero? I get a reliable paycheck and I don't put myself in danger. I, I, I don't know. what is that, is that too bad? Is that, like, is that a bad thing? No, no. Just unexpected there buddy i thought you would uh want some uh action being bored all day you know i'm i'm not bored oh whatever keith i think you'll probably need to get out of here um oh yeah I, i'm kind of wanted anyway most likely oh probably for sure uh as you're leaving uh go ahead and make a perception check <laughs> uh 18 plus one so 19 uh so as you're 
you're walking kind of off to the side of the main stairs of the building. Um, you hear uh, Alderman say, and I will be taking over as captain of precinct until the completion of the investigation. Either cap is cleared or uh, a much worse result. Um, and you also start to see uh, a couple cops start eyeballing you um, as you as you kind of dip out from behind the police station and into another alley. If we weren't wanted, I would have so would have been like, fuck you, Lieutenant, fuck you. <laughs> oh, you know, might have given you a different opportunity to help Cap. Uh, <laughs> but oh, you... oh, 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 I see you're going with that asshole. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Keith dips off into an alley. Um... <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Uh, Keith dips off into an alley and gets away from the cops as they're kind of still preoccupied with the big news fiasco that's going on. Uh, as we head back to Upper Utopia, this Uber pulls up in front of Vanessa's house. As uh, Mongo and Robin, you see this towering playboy mansion-esque fucking thing it's got beautiful red brick archways on the outside like an ivory adobe finish um and you walk up this driveway with you know three hover cars in the driveway uh and you know groundskeepers out mowing the grass uh vanessa leads you inside to this big grand hallway with reflective marble floors all these rock uh you know rock and roll memorabilia you know famous guitars gold records pictures of coyote with his band and other people um as you enter the halen household kind of watching for their reaction because they're not moving well mongo's walking in just like looking up at the ceilings and this place is huge it is pretty cool. I'm gonna go see where. Let's see where my dad is. Doesn't. He stayed at the restaurant when you guys dipped out. He must not be back yet. So let's. Uh, so it was one of those cars buys. Uh no, but there is a knock at the door. Uh, good, great timing. All right, I'm gonna open the door. It's, uh, hey. hey girl, how you doing? Okay, come on in, come on in. Let her in. All right. As you let Bonnie into your house, why don't you give me a perception check? Oh, that was almost an act 20. It was 10. It was close. Uh, Bonnie looks normal. She looks a little tired, but it's, uh, you know, she looks relatively normal. Um, says, hey, I know I've been kind of cagey. Yeah, who the fuck are these two? You look... Like, you feel terrible. I'm just kind of trying to avoid the question that you were just, that she was just asking me. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I I, I feel fine. Fine. It's been a rough few days, Vanessa, but who the fuck are your friends? These guys, this is Robin and Keith and Mongo. Keith is not with you. I'm not there. Keith is not with me. I'm sorry. Sorry, I got all messed up for a second. I think that shot at the breakfast place really 
messed up my brain. Uh, Jeez, I'm you're doing shots already, party girl. Uh, listen, we had breakfast with my dad. Oh, well, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, That's kind Mongo. of a... She motions Lots like a little... are usually my breakfast, so I'm good. <laughs> well, it's not something that I'm really used to just yet. Uh, so, Mongo, Robin, this is Bonnie. Hi. Hello. Hey there. That was. They helped to save Carrie Ann. Oh, okay. And she gives both of you big hugs. She says, "Thank you for getting my sister back. Thank you." So, both of you. Uh, I mean, I. No offense to to your friends, but like, kind of figured you and I would would talk. Um. Well, we can go into a different room. They'll be fine if I leave them alone for a few minutes. So I'm going to start taking Bonnie. We'll go up the big stairs, and I'll just turn around and look at them. Don't touch anything. <laughs> we keep going up the stairs. All right, so you and Bonnie head up to your room. You close it. It's a giant room. Your bedroom is bigger than Keith's apartment. Um, cool. A beautiful jewelry, mirrors... That's just rude, by the way. Uh, sorry, it's just true. Uh, you live in a shitty apartment by choice. I just want to emphasize that. Um, uh, shade everywhere. I mean, tonight, okay. <laughs> so you you have you know beautiful memorabilia all over your wall, pictures from all these fancy places and these fancy events. You and Bonnie and you and Carrie Ann. You and your dad, a couple pictures of you and your mom all over the walls. Um, as uh, as Bonnie like walks in your room and plops down on your bed. <sighs> yeah. So uh, what what have you been up to lately? Last couple of days. Yeah, just uh, trying to solve um, crime. I guess it there's I can't really prove it yet, but I'm pretty sure there's some shady stuff going on. And I'm my brain is all messed up trying to keep it all intact and I don't know who I can talk to anymore. I feel like I can always trust you and I can usually trust my dad. I hope that I can trust my dad because we just told him a lot of stuff that was going on. But what happened? Bonnie is not an accident. Somebody knew that was going to happen beforehand, and it's on. It's 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 somebody that knows knows us basically. So I'm not really sure if it's somebody that I thought I could trust, and or if it's just really something good. Well, not good, I guess, but. It's being taken advantage of the the what they could be doing instead of building these weaponized spells. What could we be doing that's good without it? And instead, there's people getting sick for no reason at all. And what could have happened to you guys? To me, I don't. There's a lot going on. I'm sorry. I don't mean to blow up at you, but I feel like you're one person I can tell. I'll just be honest. That was a lot of stuff all at once. Um, yeah. Hey, so you're talking about weaponized spells, though. I mean, I know that people think uh, that Carrie Ann's the smart one, but like, I I can fucking read the news too. I know that they were trying to 
develop those to to help with the monsters monster problem uh outside the walls but like you think you, you think one of those was used on us when we were attacked yeah she exhales she um rubs her eyes you know very tiny bags form under her she's like a high elf so she doesn't she doesn't show you know dis displeasure and you know age or anything like that on her body very much but there's some there uh as she's like that's i mean i don't i don't know who would do such a thing i really don't but i guess you know like my dad probably has enemies i i Vanessa, i just don't know uh, I, I don't know either, but that's what I'm trying to find out. I, I want to make sure that everybody can be safe and that we can get everybody better and figure out why the hell somebody did this in the first place. Do, do you have any, like, leads? Well, we know, well, we know that Mortimer has something to do with it, but I don't necessarily think that he is... As soon as you say Mortimer had something to do with it, she, like, puts her hands over her heart and, like, seems to, like, grasp something. She's, she's like, what do you mean Mortimer has something to do with it? Well, this is part of the reason why I needed to talk to you about it. We tried to take a look around and see what we could find because we knew that, obviously, the family has a lot of money in a lot of places in Utopia, and when we ended up running into him, he, they, I had to fight a very large thing, um, this mech was incredible, but it was so dangerous, and the fact that that is part of what they're capable of makes me know that he is aware of it but i don't know about the distribution parts so i can't say for sure because i don't know but i do know he obviously has the ability to do something like that and the fact that he attacked us for just being there she's uh she's kind of fidgeting with her necklace and she says so that's what he meant about a break-in last night Oh. He told you. He told me somebody broke into his factory and tried to steal some stuff. We weren't stealing anything. What were you doing breaking into his factory? He said they killed two guards. We were trying to figure out more information about what's going on with with the weaponized spells. There is parts that are being used for these in the warehouses. Yeah, the government contracted weapons companies, like the one he owns, to make weaponized spells. I, I'm sorry. She she gives you a a darting stare, the kind of kind of look she's never given you before. Damn. Did did you kill people last night? Did you break into Marcus's factory and kill people? She's still fidgeting with her necklace as she just stares at you. Look, we did break in, and we were attacked. We could have just been asked to leave, but we weren't. Make a we... deception check. God damn it. 
she drops her necklace, looks at the ground, kind of starts to sob a little bit. I, I, I can't, I can't believe you, Vanessa. When we talked about helping Utopia, murdering innocent people wasn't what I meant. She stares at you for a long while, gets up, grabs her little, her little, like, uh, hoodie, starts to walk out your room. Wait, Bonnie. She's still walking towards the door. She hasn't left the room yet. Bonnie, please don't leave. We can talk about this. Please. Talk, talk about you murdering people. I'm trying to figure out what's going on and why somebody almost killed your sister. That's great. They have police for that. They have, you know, things like warrants. If you want to get something from a, a business or a location, they have warrants and legal things where you don't kill people and you don't break in. And you talk about Marcus using a mech to attack you. You, I would consider you armed and dangerous. I would. I, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know either. She turns and walks out the door to your room, starts heading for the stairs. Uh, Keith or Robin and Mongo, you see uh, Bonnie Vixis kind of start walking down the stairs with tears in her eyes. She continues down the stairs, gets to the main entrance, kind of looks back up and uh walks out the front door i wonder what happened there i'm walking down the stairs very slowly rubbing my eyes is everything okay no nope it's not not at all i'm gonna keep walking past them and walk over to the bar <laughs> as you walk over to the bar uh you hear a loud you hear a honk and then a loud engine pull up outside. Um, you know, it's one of your dad's cars. He's pulling back in after getting home from from breakfast. He walks in and says, what's up, guys? How you doing? Says, uh, why are you here? To uh, Keith and, or to Mongo and Robin. He says, he says all that to you guys. We, we came with Vanessa. I invited them over. All right. Dope. Well. Make yourself a drink. You got, you know, everything you could ever want over there. Uh, talk to my people. You guys are good to go for tonight. Uh, maybe you'll see you there. We're going to party, right? Yeah, let's rage. Although that fucking DJ terror plot's playing there tonight. I hate that fucking guy. Huh. Never mind. Uh, he he kind of looks at Vanessa. Is... Uh, What's wrong, sweetie? Bonnie's mad at me. Why is she mad at you? I started to tell her about what's going on and what we found out. And when she found out about Mortimer, she got really upset. Why? Well, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I know they were kind of hanging out a little bit, but like... I, it's weird that she would... Pick a pick a guy over you who's been your best friend, you know, your whole life. Well, I I don't know what's going through her head. I guess I'll have to find out later. But for the time being, I just don't have the energy to deal with it. I'll just let her cool down and 
try and talk to her later, I guess, as I start pouring some whiskey into a glass. <laughs> hey, take it easy. You got a big night ahead of you. Don't got to remember not to pregame too hard. What I always teach you, Vanessa, don't, don't pregame too hard. No, Dad, don't pregame too hard. All right. As uh, I take a nice big swig. He is like, all right, I'm going to head to the studio. You guys points finger guns at you. Do your thing. Finger guns die. Really? Yeah. He's still on my move. <laughs> Damn. All right. Fine. Mm. So, uh, time passes as we head towards the the night. Um, oh, I should, I'd probably say I go back and meet up with them. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess time passes. You send Keith your address. Uh, Keith hops in a car and heads up there. Keith, you walk into this beautiful mansion. Uh, Holy fuck, yo. As it probably echoes a little bit. Yeah, it echoes. Holy fuck, yo. Holy fuck, yo. Uh on the reflective Damn, marble I floor. I could be living like this, but I'm living down there. Fuck me. All right. <laughs> you see uh, Vanessa just pouring drinks for herself uh, and Robin and Mongo kind of hanging out. What's up with the damn mood, yo? Bad. It's, it's just bad. It's bad. Uh, life sucks. Get over it. All right. Uh, <laughs> I have some news. Um, Cap has been arrested. Wh- what? Uh, for, uh, supposedly not blockading the street off, but I doubt the fuck out of that. I don't trust the lieutenant there. <clears throat> but yeah, I went to the police station. Uh, they're having a press conference. And, uh, lieutenant said, uh, pretty much captain was conspirating with people to not have the street blockaded, like, correctly. Wow. And he's being transported to the maximum security prison. No, he's not going to last very long there. Nope. Sorry. That's why I'm going to go break him out. What? What? Yeah. Uh, Alright. Well, we need to find out what's going on with that. Because if he's being framed, obviously... He could just be a fall guy. He is the fall guy. Oh, boy. Alright, well... It's up to you guys what you want to do. I'm going to go break out Captain. I'm going to look over my shoulder at the other two. <laughs> what do you guys think? I think probably a good idea would be, like, split up. Somebody go with Keith to get the Captain out, and the other two go to the club. Alright, well, let's... I mean, it makes the most sense for you to go, Mongo. Okay. I mean, in all reality, me and Mongo could get arrested as Keith does, like, quotation marks in the air. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time for me. Exactly! And I'm always wanted. Okay. Did Sorry. Um... <laughs> I don't think that's one of your father's songs, though. Hey, was someone singing my song out there? Or was that jam band Johnny? 
Jam, who sings Jam Band Johnny in this house? Stop. Dad, I like them. Just get over it. God. They're not terrible songs. You're going to you're going to enjoy terror plot tonight, aren't you? Fucking goddamn daughter. He goes back into his studio. His soundproof studio that he heard you from. <laughs> <laughs> they heard me whisper to myself crazily. <laughs> He knows when he's being betrayed by his own daughter. He's <laughs> just a feeling, man. Uh, is it like the thermom? Is it like the thermometer? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so what do we have? We have uh, Keith and Mongo. You're gonna go down to Larry Toby to break Cap out of prison, and uh, yeah. uh, Robin. <laughs> Robin and Vanessa are going to go to the club. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. That's, that's um, really not going to go well for us. He so did not expect us to just split up at this point. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> time passes. Night once again sets on Utopia. Uh, before... Robin and Vanessa leave. Keith and Mongo head back down to, to Lower Utopia. Um, you see that streets are kind of blocked off. There's a very heavy police presence as you guys kind of sneak in and out of the alleyways, uh, bobbing and weaving. Um, uh, make perception or insight checks, uh, whichever tickles your fancy more. Mongo and Keith. Sorry, I forgot that wasn't for me. Ooh, a whole eight. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, uh, Keith, you can tell that with all these police still out, they haven't moved the captain yet. It's like evening. Um, they're probably waiting for like bigger security for for the actual transfer to go down. Um, you look again at the the map they sent you. Uh, it's a oh boy Ben. It's a pretty. It's basically they, you know, leave the front of the police station, and drive a couple blocks, take a left, and kind of beeline for the outer wall of Utopia, um, where they'll hop on this, like shuttle car type thing, like a ferry essentially, uh, that'll race along the outer wall, and drop them very close to the maximum security prison, in. Uh, another district um so what are you guys doing uh can i look at the map and see if there's any points of like weak patrols not patrol but like security um where i would think because obviously it's not going to show how many people they have but make a survival check Ooh, survival i like it <laughs> it's gonna be so bad uh, uh, I got a six, so a five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so you have been hunting in Utopia for for years, right? Um, yeah. They are driving along two very main roads uh, that are open and easy to secure up until they get to the wall. Uh, I look at my boy Mongo and go, "All right, buddy." Pal, champ, sport, 
most of the security is going to be pretty uh, heavy, uh, main roads. So that plan is out of the way. I was thinking about maybe jumping the convoy there, but probably our best bet is when they're taking captain out of is this they have to take the captain out of the sh uh, out of like the convoy to put him on the shuttle uh so you've like you've up. you've seen prisoner transports before because you've brought people in um basically criminals are temporarily kept in a holding cell at the precinct station they're brought to this very special secure shuttle uh, they have to be brought out from the precinct into like the motorcade, excuse me. Um, and then the cars, it's like I said, it's kind of like a ferry. So they'll get on this like okay, kind of floating platform. If the cars actually go onto it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so our best bet is either to attack the shuttle, which it's going to be a pain in the ass or attack the actual precinct when they're taking captain out of the police station. What do you think of Mongo? I'm thinking the precinct would probably probably be easier, and since we're right here anyway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Where is he being held in the precinct? Is it accessible from the outside? Is there uh, maybe something we can do before they transport him? Try to blow up in the wall. We have grenades still, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like where this is going. Yeah, why don't we do that? We got a couple grenades. I have two left still. How yeah, many I think you got? I, got, I got two. Why don't we uh, put him on like a belt and like throw it at the fucking wall? Works for me. Do I know where like cap like prisoners are being held? Obviously. Uh, roll like a history perception, kind of like what your what your best check for like a knowledge of the police station. Probably history. Uh, yeah, history is definitely. I mean, they're all plus one because my uh, my dude ain't too smart. I mean, he's smart. He's just not wise. Uh. Yeah, we'll go with history. So it's going to be a 13. 13. You have like a general idea of where the main prisoner holding area is. Uh, and that's on the second floor. Uh, the corner. It would be, let's say, the mountains of Utopia are west. So it'd be like the southwest corner of the. So facing like up the hill away from the wall. Okay. I, I turned to mine and go, Southwest is where they usually keep prisoners, so why don't we blow that open and stage an awesome-ass heist? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, I, do we have to roll anything to, like, shoot me up, like, a belt just tied with all these grenades? Uh, I'd have you roll... Uh... I'll have one of you roll, one of you give the help action for... I'm trying to think. Would that be the best check for that? I want to say a sleight of hand check. Uh, so one of you can roll a sleight of hand check with advantage to make not blow yourselves up. Uh, what's your sleight of hand? Plus what? five. Oh, I have a plus six. <laughs> so why don't you give me a help action because I have a little bit better. Okay. So, roll your sleight of hand check with advantage. 16 plus 6, so 22. So, Mongo kind of holds the belt in place as Keith kind of latches their grenades on. Um, just by, you know, cursory absorption knowledge, uh, you can kind of figure out how to press the buttons 
and stick it to the wall, get away safely before they blow up. Um, you guys have a have a bomb that <laughs> can probably blow up a wall. I'll be honest. Are you attaching all four grenades to the belt? Yep. <laughs> okay. Go big or go home, right? Yeah. All right. Um, Captain's a tough dude. If he gets hit a little bit, he'll be fine. Yeah. No, that's yeah for sure. Uh, I'm more so keeping keeping like track of your explosive in my head, uh, barring or in case you know something goes wrong. Um, so yeah, you guys sneak back to the to the southwest corner of the station. Um, activities starting to to go in front of the station, um, but you probably still have a little bit of time. Uh, so you have to get to the second floor. It's about 15, 10, 15 feet up in the air. Uh, what are you guys going to do? Um, well, how tall is Keith? Uh, six one. <laughs> there you go. Mongo six eight. So Keith just want to jump on my shoulders. <laughs> I'll, I'm down. All right. Mongo roll a strength check. <laughs> Good God. 15? How much do you weigh, Keith? Roughly? Uh, I weigh like, uh, probably like 210. 210. All right. I'll 200, say... 200, 210. So Mongo kind of struggles. Keith's a little fatter. He has that beer belly that he wasn't really expecting. Uh, <laughs> and Keith also forgot to take his puppet off his back. So he's a little heavier than Mongo thought he was going to be. But he boosts Keith up on his shoulders. Um, Keith presses the buttons on the four grenades Sticks it to a wall with a little putty he just had, because that's thematically funny. Uh, and you have his chewing tobacco. Yeah, is chewing tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks it to the wall. Uh, as you're standing up there on top of Mongo's shoulders with grenades about to go off, what are you gonna do? Uh, I instantly jump down and go. All right, boy, duck. All right, both of you make dexterity saving throws. Ooh, dirty 20. Dirty 17 20. Plus three. 17. 17. All right. So you guys both kind of jump away and get on the ground. Grenades explode a big hole in the wall uh, as some rubble comes down, uh, kind of explodes inward, but rubble falls down. So there's some things that you can climb up on. You'll, you'll have to succeed in acrobatics check to get back into the prison area. Uh, but you just blew a hole in the side of a police station. Alarms are ringing. Screaming is happening. Go. Uh, I'm going to instantly try to get up and try to climb up. All right. Acrobatics check. DC 13. 13. It's going to be a 15. 15. All right. So you kind of bound up the rubble that fell down. You can hop into the hole you just blew open. Luckily, where you'd put your bomb was right on like the center part of two cells. So you blasted open two doors. Uh, there's some criminals in there. A couple guys you actually arrested, but they got knocked out by the explosion. Uh, Mongo, what are you doing? I'm keeping watch down on the ground, making sure, or hoping to make sure nobody comes in and catches us. All right, so Mongo's down on the ground. Keith, roll a perception check. Please, heart of the cards. 
part of the cards. Oh, yes! Uh, 18. So Captain Mercant was being pulled out of his cell at this very moment. Uh, he has four police officers around him. Uh, there are two kind of scrawny dudes kind of holding rifles towards Captain and two bigger guys who are ex escorting him. Uh, Captain sees you in, his ha in handcuffs and looks rightfully panicked. Uh, uh, roll initiative. You blew a hole in the side of a police station. You don't get a fucking surprise reaction. <laughs> and, uh, uh, 19 plus 3, so what, 22? Uh, Keith, you had a 22. Mongo, you yeah. roll initiative as well. 23. Fuck yeah. You realize that now I'm going to be rolling nothing but ones during the fight. That's fine. <laughs> Didn't have this encounter prepared. <laughs> That's one way to get them off guard. Okay, uh, so Mongo, you're up first in this interaction. Uh, you realize you hear some screaming inside as a couple more guards are like panicking, looking around, seeing what the fuck's happening outside. Uh, really, nothing in front of you right now, unless you want to go inside or like you can hold an action for if something happens down here, um, but not a ton for you to do. To be honest, I would say hold. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'm gonna hold. Okay, Keith, you go next. You are standing there. Cap is surrounded by four guards. Uh, two of them have started to point their rifles at you. The two, the two bigger guys who are actually holding Captain, uh, have, uh, are not. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna see this. I'm gonna go. Cap, get down and instantly cast Ice Storm. So in a 40-foot cylinder, um, each creature in the cylinder must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage and 4d6 cold damage on a failed save. Uh, and my DC is my charisma, so they have to beat a 20. <laughs> okay. Uh, Captain's going to roll with advantage to beat a 20. Um, the other four are going to roll normally. Uh, none of them save. Uh... Let me try to find a good level five barbarian. Here we go. Where's my goddamn phone? Fucking. Uh. Alright, we'll just say Cap has a he has a plus two to deck save, so he has to beat a twenty. Yeah. Rolling with advantage. Uh, he doesn't do it. So how much? Nobody saves. Nobody saves. Nobody saves. Yikes! Yikes! They all take thirty damage. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's a level four spell. I can't help that. <laughs> level four spell. Okay, the two dinky guys with rifles die. Uh, the two larger guys look hurt, not dead. Uh, next up is the first guy who was holding Captain. Captain's kind of dead fish to the ground. Uh, he takes out a, a pistol. He shoots at Keith. Uh, he has a, say he's a plus three to hit. He rolls a natural 20. Um, that's two D8s plus one. So he deals 11 damage to Keith. Uh, takes a second attack, 19 to hit. 
for three more damage. So the first one was 11? Right? Yeah. So he took 14 damage total. Uh, that's his turn. So Cap is on the ground uh, in handcuffs. You just fucked him up with your ice storm. He starts breathing heavily, panting. And he is going into a rage. He's going to make a strength check with advantage to get up. Uh, contested. The guy who just shot at you uh, is pinned Cap into the ground. Uh, not much he can do. Cap's going to make a disadvantaged unarmed attack. He fucking misses. Uh, that's Cap's turn. The second big guy who also looks fucked up, not dead, uh, he pulls the pistol out. He aims it as Cap. He says, you better fucking stop what you're doing right now and put your hands in the air. To me or to the captain? To you. You. I go, yo, guys, you know the captain. He wouldn't do this. I'm trying to get him to safety. Just trust. You, you're trying to get him to safety? This yes. man's a criminal. Do you really think that cap loves this place? Uh, okay. Roll a persuasion check. Oh, uh, you're not going to like this mimic. It's a 24. <laughs> it's a 24. He takes his yeah, gun. He takes that 20 part four. <laughs> Cap does love this place. Uh, I, I know Cap loves this place, but look, there's just because he was getting arrested and getting investigated doesn't mean he was going to get found guilty, okay? Yo, you know this place is corrupt as fuck, right? We all know this. Yeah, I know that. And you really think they're going to keep Captain safe in a fucking maximum security prison where we put the most fucked up people in? He was supposed to get solitary confinement. It doesn't matter. Think about it. Corruption runs deep in this place. Give them to me, and we will fucking secure this place like no other. Your family will be safe forever if you trust me. Uh, he holds his action. Uh, he kind of puts the gun down. He's not pointing it at Cap anymore. Uh, outside of you, Mongo, one more police officer like comes around the corner and sees you. He doesn't get a go yet. Um... So it's your turn. Uh, he is... You see one cop just around the corner seeing you, standing there. Um, what you gonna do? <clears throat> um, I guess I gotta go after him. <laughs> Got no other choice. If he sees me, he sees me. Okay. So, uh, how far away from me is he? Uh, he is... He is like fifty feet away from you right now. Alright, so I don't need that's within your crossbow range, right? Right, your crossbow is sixty feet. Okay, so that's what I'm gonna use. Nat twenty. Uh yeah, that uh, hits. I think I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mudge. <laughs> Jesus. So you see this guard run around the corner. You turn, you look at him like a fucking western sharpshooter. You pull your crossbow out from your pocket, load the bolt in, shoot, hits him right in the fucking throat. He's bleeding out, holding his throat, still breathing, but panicking, and just, like, trying to keep as much blood in his body as possible. Keith, it is your turn. What are the guards doing? Are they still, like... One is on top of Cap. 
uh, who looks pretty fucked up. Another one who looks equally as fucked up is pointing a gun kind of at the ground, not like immediately threatening Cap. Uh, they're both kind of like looking back and forth between you and Cap, like. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start like kind of slowly walking towards them. I'm like kind of holding my hands up, like guys, you know me, you know I love Cap. I'm gonna get him to safety. You guys come after us, we'll knock you out. All right, I'm not. I don't want to kill anybody else. Okay, make a perception check real quick. It's gonna be a fourteen. Okay, you hear uh, boots clanging on like the stairs and stuff, uh, and like all like the tile floor echo is echoing with boots stomping and panic screams of police. Um, so you're slowly making your way towards Cap. Give me one more persuasion check, this time with advantage. Oh, yes, 16, 17. 17. Um, so the guy who's on top of Cap uh, gets off him, gets him up. Cap is fucked up. Uh, he did not like getting frozen. He's like, <laughs> you, you killed... There's a chance we can still save these two officers that you froze. Uh, and then Yo, he... there definitely is, but right now we got to book it, dude. The one guy who was on top of Cap gets up, just clubs the other dude in the face, knocks him out, says, uh, here, Cap, choke me out real quick. And Cap kind of gets his shit together and just chokes out the guard, knocking him out. Uh, fucking give me dexterity saving throws. Yeah, you and Cap, who has a plus two to this. Fucking Christ. Um, I got a 16. 16. Uh, so you are running back over to the wall. Cap, who got he's like covered in blue crystals from your arcane ice. He's handcuffed. He's beat up. Uh, actually, he has advantage on deck saving throws. <laughs> Didn't help him. Um, <laughs> he runs uh he runs he trips over himself like kind of in the entrance of the cell there's some rubble there he trips over some rubble um and as he does this uh one officer runs out uh with a sword or like a laser club uh he sees you he's like they're taking the captain and starts sprinting after you. Uh, he takes a full dash action. He gets close to you. He He's not... He's like 10 feet from you at this point. Okay. Uh, that brings us around to the cop that Mongo just shot in the throat. He's like panicking. Uh, he's immediately going to try to take a healing stim uh, and pull himself out of this not dying he heals for a little bit and the kind of pulls the boat bolt out as he injects himself with this like uh cure drug um and he's starting to look better but that's all he can do mongo it is your turn <clears throat> well don't want him to look better so and go back go after him again okay come on dice There we go. That hits. Nice. 22 hits him. Uh, he, he injects himself with the healing stem. It starts to seal in the wound. Mongo, you load another bolt in your crossbow, shoot exactly in the same wound, puncture it, <laughs> and he falls over dead. 
Uh, Keith, that is your turn. Uh, can I do the help action to help Cap get actually out of this, like, cell, or at least take off his cuffs? You can just help him out. I'll give you your 16 uh, from last round as, like, okay. that's your getting off the, um, out of the rubble check. Uh, okay. And I'll say... Like, toss him down to fucking Mongo? Yeah, I'll say, Mongo I'll say you can do in like athletics check with advantage uh and we'll okay. say mongo gives you the help action Bet. 16 plus 2 so 18 18 oh you're right so you kind of pick the cap up and you kind of shove him out the uh <laughs> the hole that you guys blew in the wall as you say mongo catch mongo turns catches the captain uh puts him on his shoulder and you scramble down uh as Two more cops run around the far side of the building where Mongo just killed that guy. Uh, They're about 50 feet from you, uh, but it is the guy who was inside's turn. Um, He runs over to you uh, to try and shoot, or he has a sword, so he's going to jump down. He fails his athletics check, so he trips and falls uh, and takes... He takes some damage as he falls out of the uh, second story. Um, And it is two guys, both with clubs, their turns. uh, They take full dashes to get to you, uh, but they can't attack. So you three are about 10 feet from those two police officers. Uh, Captain's on Mongo's shoulders. Uh, What are you going to do? It's Mongo's turn. <clears throat> um, hmm. Probably the best thing for me to do would just be put Captain on the ground. I would say just take a full sprint action and just get as far away as you can. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll do that. Take a full sprint action, full sprint action away from the two guys. Okay, so you sprint into the alley. Uh, you duck in. Uh, go ahead and give me a stealth check with disadvantage as you run into the alley can i say give him the help action because i was gonna stay and fight him off a little bit uh sure so you give him the help action uh and (laughs) mongo gets a natural 20 so mongo sprints out keith pulls his puppet off his back this wolf hops out there like what the fuck is that uh and mongo sprints away ducks into the alley police cars police sirens are fucking blaring the city is in pandemonium right now uh even though it's still raining people are kind of crowding out on the street seeing what's happening um and mongo's able to kind of duck into the crowd and find an alley uh keith it is your turn you have one guard on the ground uh, about five feet from you who just biff beefed a fucking acrobatics check you have two guards about 10 feet from you, both with, like, clubs out. Uh, and that's all you can see. Um, fuck. We didn't, take a, we didn't take a long rest either. Damn it. Yeah, you did. You, you took a long rest after you uh, fought the mech. No, because I already used this guy's self. I was just going to... Uh, my, my thinking was I was just going to, like, run into the crowd and just use this guy's self. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, shit. You know, I'm so I'm just still gonna just gonna book it out and into the crowd. Okay. So you and your wolf book it. It sprints, jumps onto your back, uh, as it does. Um, 
you kind of dash back same alleyway as Mongo initially did. Uh, people are kind of flooding out. Because people are flooding out, you can roll a straight-up stealth check. That's not that good. Um, stealth, uh, five. <laughs> so you turn into a crowd, and a police officer or a police club swings at you. You see it and just duck out of the way just in time, uh, but the police officer snatches you on the back uh, and is holding you there. Uh, he caught you out of the middle of this crowd. He says, he's just some random cop. He's like, what the hell are you doing, Keith? Dude, you know me. I'm getting capped to safety. You know he loves this city. I'm just doing the same spiel I did to the guys inside. Uh, roll a persuasion check with disadvantage. <laughs> I got both sixes on him, which is really rare. Mm-hmm. What's that so, ring your total? Ten. He says, I know you're a drunken fucking asshole, Keith. You're not going anywhere. That's fine. Take me in. Do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, he's going to roll a 17 to hit on you with his club, which is 1d8 plus 1. He rolls 6 damage on you. Uh, smacks you on the head and starts dragging you out of the crowd towards other police officers. Fuck. Uh, it is, at this point, Mongo, it's back up to you. What are you going to do? You have the captains in safety hiding. Police are still searching, but you've like ducked into an abandoned building. Um, and right, So where captain is, he's safe. Pretty much nobody's going to find him. Uh, since you got a nat 20 on your stealth check, uh, you're pr- doing pretty good. Uh, I would right. say just take him and leave. <laughs> That's what I would do. Right, do I know what's going on with Keith? No. Like, do I, I don't see anything? Nope. <clears throat> Alright, I'm gonna, I don't even know where to take the captain, though. I, was I guess take, I'll, I'll grab, back, like, that was just, I'm gonna take the captain to, like, a random abandoned building that nobody would even think to search. Okay, so you kind of bob and weave your way, make an investigate check. Investigation check. Nice. Rolling 18. good today, play. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you are 6'8". Cap is 6'7". You are two giant half-orcs. But somehow you throw your you throw your cloak over Captain. And the rain has started to fall more heavily now. Uh, it's kind of covering your movements, making a lot of noise. So it's hard for people to track, especially to people with like gray skin like you orcs have. Um, and you duck into like a random kind of abandoned building hide up on the second floor and uh you see uh just just some guys hanging out in there but like non-threatening just like uh squatters hanging out in the building but they're like they're like yo man what's up what the heck is this you here to kick us out nope just uh just need a place to crash for a little bit i mean this don't is don't mind me this is a good place to crash. Uh, what's what's up with him? Was this about all the sirens out here? You guys criminals? Uh, no, we're we're working on getting things back to 
normal-ish around here? Uh, I mean, normal in Utopia is pretty fucking criminally, for being honest. Yeah, we're we're getting better. We're gonna make it better. Okay, man. Just don't tell anybody I'm squatting here. Uh, Secret safe with me. Okay, uh, Keith, you are being dragged by this police officer to some other cops. They're walking towards you. You got about 15 feet between you and them right now. What are you going to do? Uh, that guy hit me, right? Yeah. I'm actually going to use Hellish Rebuke on him to see if he, he'll drop me. Okay. Uh, he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, what does he need to beat? He beat it. He rolled a natural 19. Okay, he rolled yeah, it's a 17. He has to beat uh, but make an arcana check for me. It's going to be a 18. So he's dragging you. He hits you, grabs you on the back. As he starts to grab you, flames spurt out from your puppet, which is where he was grabbed. He's like, wow, what the fuck? It drops you. Uh, that was a reaction technically. So you still have your whole turn. Um, And I'll say because he's shocked by the fire, he won't get an attack of opportunity on you. Okay. Um, Seeing what cantrips I have available. Ooh, do I do vicious mockery or dancing lights? I'm gonna cast dancing lights. And okay. I'm gonna make it into the form of a human. All right. And make it look like it's trying to run away as I head in the opposite direction of the dancing lights. All right. Uh. Okay. I've had to make an arcana check. I know that just because it's not the way it's supposed to be used. <laughs> yeah, so you'll have to make an arcana check and a deception check. All right, deception you can I you can roll the arcana check with advantage because I think this is fucking cool. Okay. So with the advantage on the arcana, that's going to be a sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. And then my deception, which I am fucking hella proficient in, seventeen plus four, so twenty-one. <laughs> Okay. Um, so, this police officer, he grabs you. Fire bursts out of your puppet. Uh, he gets out of the way a little bit, but his whole vision was covered by this cloud of fire. Um, as he kind of clears his eyes, uh, he takes a look. You got a 21 on your de deception? Yeah. Uh, he takes a look, kind of gathering, a little blinded by the, the bright light he just saw sees uh something running away rain still falling it's pretty distorted lights are flashing there's a lot of reflecting lights in the puddle he starts running after it he says get him as keith you kind of slip through the crowd who's all kind of panicking you're kind of reacting panicked uh tucking under your hood um diving in and out of the uh of the crowd uh as police officers are chasing the other guy uh, because you rolled so high on your deception, I'll let you roll your stealth check to get away with advantage. Uh, 15 plus 3, so 17, or 18? 18. 18. Alright, so Keith, you miraculously duck through the crowds. Cops chasing you, looking all over. Uh, you, not only are you wanted, you just caused a huge fucking scene at a police station and broke out, like, a hugely wanted criminal. Um, uh, you duck into this abandoned building, head upstairs, where you see Mongo, 
sitting down, chatting up with Squatter and Captain, kind of breathing heavily, laying on the ground, uh, as as night has fallen on the city, as and you guys are hanging out just by some miracle, ended up in the same building. Hey Keith, thanks for you to join us. I go sit next to Mongong, be like, damn dude, that was so close. <clears throat> that was fun though. We should do it again sometime. Fuck yeah, we should. I'm not a criminal, but that was hella fun. You're a fucking criminal now, Keith. <laughs> Aren't you glad I just saved your ass? I would have been fine. They would have killed you, dude. I have fucking. Do you think I don't have fucking connections, Keith? <laughs> I'm so hurt. <laughs> I'm gonna heal him up. <laughs> I take one of my uh, the stems we got from uh, the factory. Okay, it's one d four plus four. Healing to him. You want me to roll or are you rolling? You go ahead and roll. A four. Four total? Yeah. How do you roll four total at 1d4 plus four? 1d4 plus four. Oh, five, sorry. It's <laughs> like, did you roll a zero on a d4? <laughs> so he says, thanks, Keith. I need to take a nap. I mean, just... <laughs> kind of falls asleep. So, Mongo and Keith, you guys hang around with the squatter as the captain kind of clings to life still. Uh, Can I know the squatter's name? Oh, God, what do you guys do? It's Chuck. It's Chuck. He's actually, like, kind of sober right now. He didn't know Mongo from before because Mongo was inside with the criminals. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's Chuck. He's like, hey, Keith, what's up, man? Hey, Chuck. What's going on, man? Uh, just, uh, I should be asking you. You're bringing the police captain in here. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, we just broke him out. Gotcha. Uh, so, don't I, say anything, and you'll get some money in the return. How about that? Uh, okay, if cops come here, I'm going to say you threatened to kill me. Uh, uh, that's fair. Uh, totally fair, Chuck. Um, and that I had to stay here and be quiet. I got that. All right. Uh... <laughs> So night falls, the sun goes down, rain slows a little bit from the big downpour we had earlier. Uh, fucking Discord is going off. Um, rain continues to fall, but it slows down greatly. Um, as Vanessa and Robin pull up to this gigantic glass building in Middle Utopia. Uh, the club, the last bastion, the hottest, trendiest spot in the entire city, uh, resides in the lower end of Middle Utopia, is a beautiful mirrored glass building uh, that reflects the lights from the city around it, uh, and you can see lights are inlay throughout the exterior steel frame that pump along to the music inside. Uh, a line is formed around the building as onlookers attempt to get into this hot spot. Um, what do you guys do as you step out of the car? Whoa, is this? Whoa. Uh, you can hear faint echoes. I need to hit the ATM real quick. It's not that sorry. Yes. Terror plot. Terror plot. Dust storm is playing. You can hear I wasn't thinking that. I think the drinks are going to be more than what I got. Uh, so yeah, you guys are out on the street, uh, line is forming around the club, bouncers checking people in, 
at the front. What are you guys doing? Do we have to wait in line? I feel like we don't have to wait in line. Didn't he sign something say that we can just come right on in? Like, avoid the line? I mean, yeah, we can just say hi to them, I guess. Uh, so we'll just we'll walk right up to the front where the bouncers are. Is, is uh, you on the list? Yeah, actually we are. Uh, Vanessa Halen, and I have a guest with me. All right, let me see. He flips through his list. Vanessa Halen plus four. Looks like you only got one with you. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. If the uh, other ones come, they can just say they're with me. Then you'll know. All right. Hey, are you Coyote's daughter? Yeah, I am. Ah, I love that guy. All right, go inside. He lifts the, he lifts the red rope as uh, you head into the club. As you get inside, you see this famous DJ terror plot. Uh, is playing the club tonight. Colors pulse in the club as the intense noises from the crowd and the music makes it almost impossible to hear in the main hall. There's a bar on the left side of the club where arcane magic backlights a chrome bar. Bottles of all sorts of different wines and liquors are staged behind bartenders and barbacks. The central area of the club houses the packed dance floor and the stage where a humanoid with a giant robot head sits behind turntables as uh, wubs echo throughout the club. And on the right side of the club are tables and stairs up to a mezzanine, a, a, a VIP area of sorts. Um, how about you guys go ahead and make perception checks? Eleven Terrible. <laughs> so with an 11 and 5, it is a pretty dope fucking club. It's pretty cool in here. Uh, yeah. Vanessa, you've probably been here before as your famous person. Yeah. Robin, you definitely have not, but it's it's dope. Um, so what are you guys doing in the club? We're walking. Here, let's go to the bar. I'll buy a drink. Okay, let's go. And I'm kind of like dancing to myself as we're like walking to the bar. Uh, so you guys go up to I'm the... just kind of looking around just in like all of this place I've never seen before in my life thinking I don't belong here nope you don't but it's okay just keep dancing just... <laughs> you guys I no Robin I, I got no I got no rhythm here people Press are play. people are eyeballing Robin as he's kind of dressed in like shitty rags and they're like is that is that is that like trendy or something? Is that like a cool look now? I don't know. I think it looks like fucking shit is what I think. Uh, so you guys walk up to the bar. Bartender says, hey, hey, people, what will it what'll be tonight? And it's this uh, dwarven man. He's like, hey, people, what's it going to be tonight? Hey, short stuff. How you doing? I'll take a beer. And a shot. Short stuff. Short stuff. What the fuck are you talking about? Hey, calm your got some good tips coming if you don't talk back talk I, I don't fucking care what you tip me you can't disrespect me like that the fucking get your go find your you out of here you fucking leave if you just do one more thing i'm gonna fucking have you thrown out you fucking miss are you with this Wait, asshole uh, uh, but it, it's fine he'll behave i promise just we've already had drinks before we got here just leave. he's good he's good i promise you're already and drunk i can't fucking serve life. you then fucking you both get drunk. away you drunk. both know. You both get the fuck away. Come in here, Combi. Fucking short stuff. He goes to the next person. Uh, I'm grabbing his arm and turning him around. Okay, well that didn't go well. Let's just move on, shall we? Well, there's another bar over here. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Still trying to. So you guys 
the bar's like long. It's like 70, 80 feet long. Uh, so you guys popped in at one corner, kind of closest to the entrance. You walk all the way down to the other corner, uh, and there's a, a human woman bartender uh, mixing drinks back there. She's like, can I get you guys something? You talk this time. I'm not saying a word. Maybe don't call a fucking dwarf short stuff. Hey, I meant that as a cool thing, man. All right. Shut up. You don't get to talk anymore. Two whiskey doubles. That's it. All right. Go right ahead. And she pours you two drinks. Uh, slides them across the bar. She's like, okay, that'll be uh, 30 credits, please. I pay her. Okay. You I said I'd pay. It's fine. Just let's go, please. So you little, you Apple pay on your fucking phone. Uh, do you tip? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay, so nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um so you guys now have your your whiskey doubles uh what you doing all right well i guess we'll 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 make our way up to that mezzanine that looks pretty good up there and probably some people we could talk to um yeah the higher the better that way we can look even eye around just in case you guys uh you guys head over to the the mezzanine uh, and there's this big, just big orc over there. Um, what are you guys doing as you walk up? I'm still kind of like dancing myself, enjoying the music, because I, I do I do like this music. I don't care if my dad's mad at it. The hit song, Welcome to Utopia, is playing. Uh, so you're just, you just walk up to the, the bouncer. There's another velvet rope. He says... It's a private party, miss. I'm Vanessa Halen. I should be on this list. If not, I'm sure they'll be happy to have me here. Oh, shit. Vanessa Halen. He's wearing sunglasses inside. But he, like, pulls them down over his nose. He says, God damn. Pushes his sunglasses back up. Kind of, like, smiles and nods his head to you. He's like, "I, right, you can go up. As uh, he op- op- opens the velvet rope, lets you in. Uh, but he stops robbing the this guy can't, though. Why not? He's with me. Do you see how he's fucking dressed? Well, I guess my I'm... suit did the dry cleaners. Hey, this is all I had left. Uh, um, you're lucky you're with her, otherwise you wouldn't have even got in. So, you know, she she can go up to the private party. You fucking can't. All right, it's fine. Don't worry, Robin. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go up for a few minutes. You. Hang out on the dance floor. What? And I turn around and run up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So both of you make perception checks or investigation checks, whatever. Nineteen. Uh, so, uh, Vanessa, you head up the stairs to the mezzanine area overlooking the club. Um, you see a bunch of highfalutin rich people, uh, a lot of whom you probably know. Um, you see, you know, people getting bottle service at tables, um, just hanging out. Uh, and you see at a booth in the corner that your dad is actually sitting at a table and talking to some people. Um, additionally, you see a secondary private room that is closed off uh, completely, but has, like, you can see kind of people partying inside. Um, 
as you're up there. Robin, on the dance floor area, you're kind of looking around um, <laughs> awkwardly, trying to bump along to the music, but you are very much off-key. Uh, you don't listen to EDM at all, and you're like, why do people jam out to this? Um, but you kind of make your way over to the side with the tables on it. You're just like, okay, I'm going to wait for Vanessa to get done upstairs. And you see a beautiful, dark-skinned, black-haired woman with green eyes uh, sipping from a martini glass. Mm. Uh, and how about you make a history check? Oh. Ouch. Uh, you don't know this person, but she's hot as fuck. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Uh, so Vanessa, you're upstairs, you see your dad, you see a bunch of, like, rich people drinking, a couple, like, tough-looking muscle people, because, you know, you gotta have your posse with you. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm gonna run over to my dad first. Uh, kind of, like, as I'm going towards him, like, waving with my glass in the air, still dancing myself. So I'm making my way over to the table. Your dad looks up at you. He says, "I knew you fuck. I knew you fucking like this music. Ugh, God, man. Listen, it's good music. As I'm like still dancing myself even harder a little bit now. Like now, kind of trying to embarrass him a little bit. He's literally just pressing buttons on his fucking laptop. What's so fucking good about that? Ugh. <sighs> he sips his double whiskey as well. <laughs> and he says, oh, like uh, "What kind of whiskey did you get, Chicky Poo?" Uh, yeah. he like looks up at you he he snatches your glass out of your hand and pours you some from this super fancy just pure glass bottle um, he says drink that shit instead fuck the swill house swill you were drinking I, I, I'm never specific with him dad I just wanted alcohol as I take a sip <laughs> it's really good so you find what you're looking for here girl Ugh, fuck. Not yet. We actually just got here. Um, they wouldn't let Robin come up with me, but, um, is there anybody here you think I should talk to? I mean, I don't know. You're in a fucking trendy-ass nightclub. You got, you know some of these people as politicians, businessmen, models, whatever, and then there's also fucking the same type of people that politicians, businessmen, and models hang out with, like, drug dealers, organized criminals... Uh, you know, just the the like. Yeah, I mean that seems like a good place to start. As take another sip from my glass. It says they wouldn't let your friend upstairs. No, they said he was dressed terribly, which I I sort of agree with, but it's not really his fault. Which only one of your friends came. Yeah, the other two were going to check something else out. I don't I don't know. I don't get involved in what they do when we're not hanging out. Uh, okay, whatever. I'll go talk to some people. Uh, yeah, I'll be right back. So Coyote gets up, walks away. You start mingling with the people in his group. There's, you know, pretty young women, some other members of his band, and like other musicians there. You know, people you just would have over for like barbecues, um, at your place. Uh, so Robin, what do you, uh? You see this woman, what do you do? I just stand there drinking my drink, 
observing the atmosphere, keeping her in the corner of my eye, and making it not obvious that uh, I'm checking her out. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, go ahead and roll a deception check. Would you roll a seven? seven. <laughs> so you're trying. You're like standing there, kind of bouncing up and down, sipping your whiskey, trying to not seem so obvious. Uh, but you look over at her, and she catches you staring. Like she like locks eyes with you, uh, and she motions for you to come sit down. So I go over and sit down. <laughs> so you sit down. She takes a sip from a martini glass. She says, are you the only one of your little friends that came? Sips her martini yeah. glass again. Now I have another one, but she's upstairs in the VIP area. And I could get in there because I look like death warmed over. Ah, so it's it's Miss Halen then. Gotcha. Sips her martini glass again. Uh the lights bumping along of the music reflect in her eyes, her beautiful green eyes. Um she makes eye contact with you. Uh well, Robin it is, right? That's correct. You know, we've actually met a couple times before. Do you know who I am? You have no clue. By Not that I recall off the top of my head. Mm. Well, you know, you and Stefan, you always were just business, after all. She keeps sipping her martini glass, sets it down. Um, so it's just you and your friend Vanessa here. As uh, Coyote Halen comes down, taps you on the shoulder, says, Hey, Rob- it's Robin, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. Hey, man, you, miss, are you with him? She's, she kind of nods her head as a coyote, like, nods his head back and winks at her. Says, you two, come up with us. As a coyote brings you guys upstairs. Um, so, Vanessa, you're at your table chatting with your dad's friends. Uh, how about you make a history check on this, uh, this beautiful woman you see? Eleven. You don't recognize this lady whatsoever. God damn it. Um, I know she's bad. Something, something bad's happening. So she comes over, sits down with you guys, and she says, Coyote, I must admit, I'm just such a huge fan. Uh, and looking at your daughter, I can say the apple does not fall from far from the tree. She sips her martini, and Coyote's like, yeah, well, you know, she's got her mother's good looks. It's not mine. Uh, do you know? Do you know my Vanessa? She nods her head, yes. Um, she says, ah, great, we found all your friends. Let's, uh, I'm going to get another drink from the upstairs bar. You guys chat and have fun. Uh, this this woman kind of slinks over to a side table and motions for you two to sit down with her. Okay, I'll come and sit and take a nice big swig of my glass. I do the same. I just kind of look at Vanessa thinking something's going on here. I don't recognize this lady. I'm like elbowing him. I don't know who she is either. Well, you guys are trying to take down 
Marcus Mortimer. She's kind of spinning her finger on the rim of her glass. Um, uh, what's going on with that? I've been watching. I know who all of you are. And your two friends, Mongo and Keith, that aren't here. Tell me what's up and why you want to take down Marcus. First, tell us who the hell you are and how you know all these things. I'm surprised that you don't recognize me, Vanessa. We saw each other a lot when you were at the Vixus residence with Bonnie. Uh, and immediately, it snaps in your head. This was the young woman you saw who you thought was a campaign worker on Princeton Vixus's campaign. Um, you caught her after you brought Carrie Ann home. You caught her staring out the window, like looking for a very long time at the uh, group as you brought Carrie Ann back. She sips her martini again. Uh, my name's, uh, my name's Basel. Nice to meet you. Basel, nice to meet you. Like? I'm, I, I'm, I'm confused. Well, not really. I mean, I, I get that you want to help the Vixuses, but I just don't take this personally, but I don't <laughs> She chuckles. Know. She chuckles at you. <laughs> you think I want to help that fucking scumbag? I was there to rob them. <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> My name is Basel Tetrana. I am, I'm the best at what I do. And, uh, when I heard Mr. Vixus was running a campaign from his house, hiring workers, and, I, you know, I thought, hey, a rich person, unsecured house, it was the easiest score of my life. His wife's pearls look lovely around my neck. Look. Okay. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> I need another drink. Okay, good. Go get us all, all one, Robin, please. Another okay. martini oh, dry. Wait, please. What, what, whatever it is that you think you're doing, I, I'm, I don't think we're gonna help each other. So, and I'm certainly not gonna help you do something against the Vixes. So, I think we're done. You think I care about? The Vixus? I just wanted to steal shits from them. Look, I know now, since the police are hunting you, that you aren't on the side of the police. Which means I guess I can now help you out. I know Mortimer is a greedy bastard, but why do you want to take him down, specifically? Well, we're not exactly sure of his knowledge of the situation, uh, but we think that the spell weapons that he's creating are being used against the people of Utopia. Interesting. Interesting. And it was also used to attempt to kidnap and kill one of the Vix's daughters. Yeah, I saw... Obviously, I was there when it all happened. Well, at least... Mm -hmm. The sage retrieval of the daughters, thanks to you, in no small part. Well, we're trying to figure out what his place is in this, but, well, if you've been around, you know that Mortimer, the Mortimer family is everywhere. So at some capacity, he has to have something to do with this. It's not a completely unreasoned thought. I'm a little surprised after watching you guys 
kind of flail around the city for the last few days. Well, I'll tell you what. There are suspicions. People I'm involved with have suspicions that he's behind what's poisoning the people of Lower Utopia. My best guess is that there is something in his mining facility that could be behind the toxins. I have a map of the mining facility. I'm willing to help you break in there because um, I need to get something out of there too. And, you know, I could use, if nothing else, a distraction. Uh, but there's uh, something you have to give me first. What's that? She says, uh, I know Carrie Ann sent you a uh, skeleton key of sorts. I'll need you to send a copy of that over to me. Thinking about it for a minute. Well, all right. I can get you in on the app, and you can use it with the rest of us as long as you promise that you're going to help us get in there and get out. What happens on a job is not always up to me. And there's going to be instances where I have to take care of myself first. No offense. None taken. However, I feel it's only proper that we hold at least part of the deal for after everyone gets out alive. Well, here's the thing. You guys won't even get in alive without my help. So, I mean, well, you, know, you could try. You could try to break in because that was so successful your last attempt. <sighs> but. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll do it. But, you know what? No but, because I just, I don't... No but, Missy, have you seen this ass I'm sitting on? Girl, I noticed. I kind of have like a little side smile and take my drink. She she winks her eye at you. She sips her martini. Is Robin back with those drinks? Jesus. Yeah. I called a waiter. <laughs> you oh, guys... you never left? God damn. I thought <laughs> you got up. You guys have new drinks in hand. Um, Slips the waiter a 50 for a tip. That's chump change compared to the people you're hanging out with. Waiter's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Just be thankful I didn't stiff you. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are... So, Basel Tetrana, she... uh. She's fidgeting with her necklace. It's a little cat. Um, well, I'm glad at least some of you here, or some of you were here to chat. Um, so we have a deal. Send me the app. I'll share the specs with you, and uh, we'll uh, make a plan to get in there. Okay. We'll exchange information. I'll give her some of the stuff written down. She already and... had your number because she texted you yesterday. So she texts you again, this time from an unknown number, so you can send her the app. Okay. All right. So now we can make a plan on how to get in here. But... Sweetie, we've talked enough business for tonight, but we cheers to this newfound partnership. She raises her glass up. All right. Raise my glass as well. I'm gonna lift them. All right. She cheers as you. 
uh, says, well, I think I'm going to enjoy a little more of the show. Catch you guys later. She slips back down the stairs. Uh, you both should make perception checks. Funny. Good lord. So, Robin, you're staring at the chick's ass as she walks away. Um, <laughs> of course. Vanessa, you're looking around. Um, you catch a glimpse of Bazel's ass, too, but uh, you're looking around and you see uh, three guys or three people headed your way. Um, uh, one half work, one guy who's got his hand on his hip, another guy who's like reaching at his back. The half work's this huge guy, uh, kind of cracking his knuckles. Uh, then you turn and look down the stairs. Coming up the stairs is another half work. He's got this big pole on his back and then another guy who's got like a who's reaching for his hip as well great so great what do we get ourselves into i don't know but this does not look good can we do we have time to sneak away or at least try uh you can make a stealth check you each can make a stealth check to try to sneak away 17 Okay, there's five of them. Because we're not going to win against five guys. <laughs> All right. With burgers and fries. So you guys try to sneak away over to the private room. Um, the the music's bumping. The beat's starting to blare. It's, 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 it's like heading into the valley. Like you can tell the drop is coming. Uh, you guys try to sneak away uh, as you do one of the guys with a pistol uh, that was or reaching for his hip up on the mezzanine with you. He pulls his pistol out, blasts right next to Vanessa's head as the beat drops. Everybody roll initiative. Our Robin and Vanessa roll initiative. Oh, crap. Oh, that's not good. Do you think we would be on our way back? Uh, you guys, uh, fucking... I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering if, like, this is going on at the same time we're doing the police station. So you guys were, like, you probably got into the squatter's place. You got, you, got, you like, met up with Chuck as they yeah. were walking in to the club. So okay. it's probably been, like, half hour, 45 minutes since then. Um, I'll tell you what. Why don't you, like, roll, like, a D20 or something how about you roll a d4 um you started or robin or or keith or mongo you guys roll a d4 um no a d6 yeah a d6 all right uh i got a six so we're gonna average that it's gonna take you guys actually you know i'll be nice it's gonna take you guys four rounds to get from where you are because you probably started you hung out with chuck for a little bit left the captain there chuck's a nice guy he's gonna take care of the captain um chuck's my boy and <laughs> he's oh um so it's gonna take you guys four rounds uh to get okay. t- to the place you probably texted the other two that you were on your way as well don't look just don't look at the news guys just don't look at the news um so robin you are up first. You have a, an or, an, a giant orc and t- 
two at the orc with brass knuckles and a guy with a pistol and a guy with a, a rifle um, on the mezzanine with you. Okay, how far away is he? Uh, they're probably about 20 feet away from you at this point, all three of them. As you guys well are kind within, of like... Well within my uh, sword range? Not, not your sword, your rifle. Well, since he fired one shot and almost hit Vanessa, I'm going to fire back at him. Okay. Uh, which, so you fired at the guy with the pistol? Uh, yeah, the guy with the fired at Vanessa. Yeah. So 23 does hit him. Why don't we see them? You do see them. No, no, I'm talking about on my combat tracker. Oh, because I, I got to show him. <laughs> uh, so you do eight damage to the guy with the pistol. Uh, okay, that's better. Uh, as it is now the orc with the axe's turn. He is 30 feet from you. Um, from you two. So he... He's a little more than 30 feet from you because uh, he's still on the stairs. So he runs up to you guys on the main floor, but he can't attack in this turn. Uh, next up, it is the guy with the rifle who's up on the mezzanine with you. He's going to attack at Robin, who just shot back at him. Uh, he rolls a 14 to hit Robin. That doesn't hit you. Uh, that is his turn. Next up is the guy with the sword who was on the stairs with the uh, orc with the axe. Um, so he's going to run. So they're going to run up with the orc. The guy with the pistol is going to go next to Robin just shot. Also going to shoot at Robin. He's going to roll a fucking 10. He does not hit. Um, and the orc with brass knuckles is going to uh, sprint over to Robin. Uh, and he's going to make three attacks to hit Robin first one doesn't hit second one is a 14 to hit that doesn't hit uh the third one is a 16 to hit that will hit you barely hit um so he's gonna hit you for six damage uh fuck me uh so vanessa it's your turn you have this giant ass orc with brass knuckles who came up and just punched robin in the face you got two, another orc with an axe like a laser axe who's like 10 feet from you, uh, a guy with a sword who's like 10 feet from you, and then two guys kind of on the corner of the mezzanine um, with guns as panic has begun to broke out to break out with the um, with the crowd that was up on the mezzanine. I feel like my daggers aren't going to do much against these guys. I feel like I got to go longbow uh, or crossbow rather. Bowcaster. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Hold on. There we go. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to go... Who's... I think the... But they're all about the same distance away, right? The guy with the pistol... Or the people with the pistol and the rifle, they're still about 20 feet from you guys. Okay. Uh... The orc with the brass knuckles is currently punching Robin in the face. Uh, the on your right hand side is the orc with the axe and the attacker with the sword okay, well I'm going to go for the guy that's punching Robin Okay. and I got a 19 to hit 22 total hits uh, roll your damage you hit him for 2 
too. <laughs> All right. It's enough to get him off. <laughs> On whoa, whoa. initiative right, right, one, right. we're going to roll two layer actions. Um, first one, I'm going to roll a d4. Three. So as Vanessa shoots this guy uh, in the face, the bass drops. Everybody needs to make a constitution saving throw as this huge, loud bass drop through this, these fancy magical speakers. Fine. 18. Uh, okay. Let's see. The person with the pistol has a disadvantage. All right. So you guys are all fine. You resist this fucking huge-ass bass uh, drop. And then the second initiative, or the second roll for uh, the initiative one is Robin or Mongo or Keith. I'll let you guys roll a d20 if you get a 20 you can get their one turn if you get a 17 or higher you can get their one turn faster you guys will got a uh, nat 20 <laughs> all right you guys need to announce which one of you is going to roll ahead of time you can't, oh, i can't i can't give right? you advantage on every roll but i will say you'll now only take two more turns to get there as you are that was, that was my bad I saw, yeah. I saw Mongo rolling but I thought you wanted both of us yeah, alright so it is Robin's turn uh, you just got punched right in the fucking face I'm going to take my sword and punch him back okay I'll actually slash him back work with the brass knuckles that ain't going to work so you swing your sword he you're like flailing as you're getting knocked to the side. Uh, it is the guy with the axe. He's going to run up to Vanessa. Um, he's going to take one axe attack, and it's going to hit. That's a 17 to hit. So he rolls a d12 with his great axe plus three. He hits you for 11 damage, Vanessa. And that's his turn. Uh, the guy with the rifle is going to shoot at uh robin he rolls a 19 natural 19 to hit so he's going to do 1d8 damage to robin uh five damage five more damage to robin uh the person with the sword is going to run up and attack vanessa does not hit um person with a pistol is going to shoot at robin does not hit and the guy with the brass knuckles is going to take three attacks at Robin with his brass knuckles. First one misses. Second one hits. Third one hits. All right. Hits you for six and five more damage. Uh, so, Vanessa, you get slashed by this giant axe. A um, couple other guys swing and shoot at you and Robin. But Robin is just getting his face pounded in by this orc with brass knuckles. Um, we have Vanessa's turn next. You just got slashed by the orc with the axe. Um, um, I feel like I could take a shot. Mm, no, I need to. I need to get this guy that just punched me. Uh, all right. So orc with the axe is the one that just hit me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slash at him with my dagger and miss. Uh, you can take two dagger yeah. attacks because you have two daggers. Oh, that hits. Hit. 
Okay. Good old righty. And four damage. Okay. Uh, initiative one. So nothing happens with the music in the crowd. Um, Keith or Mongo, one of you roll a d20. Go for it, play. You've been rolling really well. <laughs> All right, you guys will get here in one more turn with that 17. Um, so that goes back up to Robin. You are getting punched in the face by this guy with the brass knuckles. A couple of guys are taking pot shots at you. Uh, I got to deal with this guy, but I'm trying to punch me so I can take care of the other one. So I'm going to try to go for him again with my sword. Okay. God. You're just getting punched in the face, blown back. You're trying to flail your sword, but he's a he's a bigger guy than you, and he's just keeping you at distance. Uh, it's the guy with the axe's turn. Uh, he's going to take an attack at Vanessa. He's going to hit. Um, that's not good. Uh, he does 14 damage to Vanessa. Um, up Yikes. next, the guy Yikes. with the rifle is going to attack, shoot at Robin. He misses. Um, the guy with the sword is actually going to roll with disadvantage because I didn't roll his attack with disadvantage last time. He misses. Um, and the guy with the pistol is going to shoot at Robin. <laughs> Fucking Christ. He misses uh, three attacks from the brass knuckles. First one hits. Second one hits third one hits six ten damage 15 total damage to robin well i'm dead no you're not i got one like two hp left you have seven vanessa it's your turn all right well i'm gonna shoot uh let's see i'm gonna go for the guy with the brass knuckles again because he's obviously just very difficult to defeat 14 of the miss. Great. Okay, so you miss the guy with the um, brass okay. knuckles as from behind you, you hear, I got you, baby girl. And your father says, Feel better. He casts a he third level healing word on you. Wait, wait, what? Your dad just cast a third level healing word on you. Oh, yeah. He's a bard. Okay. So he's going to roll 3d4. When he's rolled. He rolled, okay. 8, 9, plus fucking charisma. So he heals you for 14 health. Uh, as you go back around. Uh, this time, Keith and Mongo, you guys sprint in the door, uh, and you can see that there's clearly a fight going on on the mezzanine. Um, roll initiative, you two. 19. Okay. I will allow you to both act on this turn because you're a good bit away from the stairs so you'll just both have to dash um towards the the fight uh rolling a d4 for the layer action that's not great um 
So an angry, like you guys, everybody's kind of bumping upstairs. People are panicking, like sprint, trying to sprint past you on the main floor where Keith and Mongo are. You guys both need to, there's just people like mosh pitting in the crowd. Uh, everybody give me a dexterity saving throw. Music's still bumping. It's so loud in here that most people can't even see what's going on. 20. 16. You said deck saving throw, right? Yeah. Uh, 13. Oh, you're muted. Um, pass, pass, fail, sword is prone, pass, pass. Okay, so uh, everybody but Mongo. Mongo, you're running up the stairs as somebody's running down, knocks you over. Uh, you got 60 feet, so you got knocked prone on the stairs. Uh, everybody else on both sides, except the guy with the sword, uh, all stand. The guy with the sword got knocked over by somebody running past him. Uh, and that brings us around to Robin's turn. So you have... Yeah, uh, I'm just going to heal this turn. Okay. So you're going to cast a Cure Wounds on yourself. So you heal yourself for four damage, um, and that's all you got. Mongo, you have to take half your movement to get up, uh, but then you'll have 15 feet of movement, and that would put you in range, shooting range of everybody. You're also muted, play. After I move, would I be able to attack or no? Yes. Okay. So. Or I will... you could dash and get into melee range. <clears throat> but then you couldn't attack this turn. I will stand and move the 15 feet so that I'm in shooting range. Okay, you're at the top of the stairs. All five of the bad guys are um, within range of you. Okay, I'm going to go after the guy with the rifle with my trusty crossy bow. Okay. And miss completely. All right. Um, that brings us to Keith. Uh, I'm going to get to the top of the stairs. Let's see what I want to do. Who packs the most punch? Orc with the brass knuckles probably does. Can I see him? And am I, how far is he away? Uh, so you guys are at the top of the stairs. Uh, he is probably about 25, 30 feet from you. Perfect. I'm going to cast Chromatic Orb on him. Okay. Uh, I have to roll for it. So it's going to be a d20 plus 5. 16? 16 does not hit him. Okay. Uh, that's all I can do. That's all you can do. All right, the guy with the axe is going to take a swing at Vanessa. That one rolled off the table. Uh, he's going to hit... For eight damage to Vanessa, he's just really pounding it on you. Uh, the guy with the rifle, after just being shot at by a crossbow bolt, is going to turn, shoot for Mongo. He rolls a very good to hit. Um, for so he's going to hit Mongo for six damage. Um. Bring us to the guy with the sword. The guy with the sword was prone. 
So he has to get up, and he's going to turn around and go at Keith. Bring it on, big boy. He rolls uh, 11 to hit. Uh, 14, AC. Guy with the pistol is going to shoot at um, the Mongo. Rolls a 19 to hit. It's a D6. Does five more damage to Mongo. Um, the Brass Knuckles dude is going to take three more swings at Robin. First one. <laughs> so his first swing, he roll. He goes to punch at Robin. He trips over himself. He punches the guy behind him for who was the guy with the, the guy with the sword who was prone uh, and getting up. Punches that guy for six damage, and the orc with the brass knuckles falls prone as it brings us to Vanessa's turn. You got an atwood. Yes, you did. Wow. Nice first roll. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the guy with the axe is a jerk, so I'm going to shoot at him. I'm going to use my bowcaster. 16 for a miss. Great. <laughs> All right. Um, wait, that's not what I wanted to do. So after Vanessa shoots at the, the guy with the ax, um, let me get something out here. Actions. You see a dagger come through, come flying by. So three daggers fly in. Two whiz right past, but one sticks in this guy's neck for for nine damage for the guy with the axe as Basel Tetriana or Tetrana winks at you, throws a dagger right in the neck of that guy uh, of the orc. Um <laughs> Uh, actually, plus a d6 of sneak attack damage, my bad. So she actually hits him for 14 damage. Hell yeah, bad. That's, um, he's still looking pretty fine. He rips the dagger out of his neck. Um, (laughs) your dad is next. Your dad's going to use a, just a second level healing word on Robin this time. So he heals robin for um what's fucking healing work 2d4 plus 5 so he heals robin for 7 damage uh that brings us around to the layer action uh it's a 2 everybody give me dexterity saving throws uh 13 13 Nine. Oh, excuse me, twelve. Thirteen. Uh, so, Keith, more people are rushing past you. Uh, you get knocked prone. Um, where are they? Are they running past me down the stairs? Yeah, running past you down the stairs. But you're just. Did I technically fall down the stairs? Then? No, you're fine. Okay. You just get kind of knocked over. You hang on to the side. Your wolf digs his claws into the ground, keeping you upright, or keeping oh, yeah. you above. Um. Everybody else is fine as far as that goes. Um, Bringing us up to Robin's turn. 
So you got the guy with the brass knuckles who is prone on the ground after just completely whiffing on you. A um, couple guys with guns uh, a little far away, farther away from you. The orc with the big axe is still attacking Vanessa. And um, the attacker with the sword is on Keith. Robin. Sorry, my bad. Dealing with real life. What, what was it? Who am I swinging at? That's Who's swinging at me? Up to you. It's your turn. Okay. I'm not having any luck with my sword, so I'm going to take a shot. You would get advantage on the the uh, orc with the brass knuckles as he is prone currently. I'm going to take a shot at him to see if I can finally hit him. Okay. So you can roll twice, take the higher number. You can roll again to see if you crit. Uh, Good no. thing I gave okay. you advantage. Uh, yes. So 22 damage. hits the guy prone. Roll your damage on him. Oh, my God. For four damage. Um, all right. You stab him on the ground. He's uh, You're stabbed through him on the ground. Uh, Mongo, it's your turn. You're at the top of the stairs. Uh, there is a guy with a sword who just came up and stabbed Keith, and then there's the two guys in ra- at range shooting at you, the two larger orcs with the other guys. All right, so the guy that stabbed Keith, he's within range of me, right? Yeah, like he's, he's like right next to you. Okay. You're up on this like elevated loft area overlooking this big dance floor. Um, yeah, as kind of looking into... Uh, yeah. Great. So I'm gonna do an action surge. Okay. So you can against two different opponents, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna go take my long sword and swing at the guy with the sword. Mm-hmm. And hit him. Yeah. Twenty four is gonna hit for five damage. Okay. He's looking hurt. Um. He's not dead yet. Uh. And then going to take my crossbow and go after the guy with the rifle that keeps shooting at me. All right. 22 is going to hit him for nine damage. Nice, nice. All right, Keith, you are knocked prone at the top of the stairs. Uh, half your yep. move. Yep, half your moving to get up. You got the guy with the sword right in front of you. Uh, um, I'm going to take out my wolf. And just attack the guy in front of me with claws. So two claw attacks. One's a nat 20 and the other is going to be a 12 and a dirty 20. Uh, okay, roll your damage on the dude with the sword. 2d6 plus 4 for the first one. 7. So 11 damage for the first. That was a nat 20. And then the 6 plus 4, so 12. So as you're um, getting up, your wolf pounces on this dude and just claws him, rips him, bites like bites out his throat, claws him. The dude is donezo out of here, completely oh, dead. Yeah. Uh, guy with the sword is gone. Uh, up next, we have the giant orc with the axe. Uh, he's just going to take a swing at Vanessa again. He misses. Um rifle uh one guy's gonna take a sh- the guy with the rifle's gonna take a shot at keith who just killed his friend he fucking misses uh the 
attacker with the pistol is going to go ahead and shoot at Mongo. He rolls a 21 to hit. Uh, so he gets a d6. Four damage to Mongo. Uh, and it is the guy with brass knuckles who is prone. Um, so, uh, Robin, you stabbed him with your sword through the ground. He's going to make a contested strength check with you uh, to try and get up or stay pinned to the ground with your sword. So, Robin, roll a strength check. That was really good. Uh, So he tries to get up, but you just, like, stab your sword into him farther, and he can't get up this turn. Um, Next up is Vanessa. So the guy with the brass knuckles is pinned. Pinned to the ground. Hmm. You do have a dude right in front of you attacking with an axe. Yes. Yeah, that guy's a dick. Um... Is he close? Uh, I don't know. Should I go? Yeah. So you kind of fall back as you blast the guy with the axe with your bow caster, hitting him for six damage. Uh, up next is not Robin. It is Basel. She has... She's going to jump over to the to the orc who's pinned with the brass knuckles. She's going to attack him with a little... It's like a switchblade, except a short sword, and she's going to attack him with advantage. Uh, she rolls a 25 to hit. Um, she hits him for 8 damage. The brass knuckles boy who is pinned. Uh, up next, it is... Papa Halen, he's going to roll and heal his daughter with another second level healing word, his last spell, his last second level spell. Uh, he does 5, 10 health back to Vanessa. And he says, you got this girl, and gives you a d6 of bardic inspiration for your next turn. Yay. Um, Thank you, Dad. And it is the layer action. Nothing happens on the layer action. Uh, people in the club are kind of starting to notice that shit's not right and is uh, starting to file out, but Terror Plot, the DJ, he has no idea what's happening. He's just bumping his wubs uh, in Robin's turn. So you have your sword stabbed through the guy with brass knuckles, um, and the three other people around. I think I'm going to try and finish the guy with the brass knuckles. Okay, you can attack him with advantage. Yeah. Okay, roll again. 18 just hits. Uh, Roll your damage on him. So you do 8 damage to him. So he's that much. All right. Uh, Mongo, the guy with the sword, just got mauled by a wolf in a pretty disgusting fashion in front of you. You, uh, there's the big orc with the great axe attacking Vanessa, um, and then the two guys with ranged weapons. Um, uh, still farther away from you. Okay, I'm gonna go after the guy with 
the rifle again. Okay. 21 hits. Five damage. So you pull your crossbow out. You blast him. Uh, goes through his goes through his shoulder. He's still standing. It's Keith's turn. Uh, uh, I'm gonna move in just a little bit. Okay. Or, or I'm gonna make the wolf move in a little bit, not myself. I'm still gonna stay like at the cusp of the stairs. All right. Uh, and I'm gonna cast a vicious mockery on the guy with the axe. Okay. Read vicious mockery for me. Uh, you only should string up insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature you can see within range. The range is what sixty feet. Uh, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take one d four. And the wisdom saving throw is ten. He got a nat twenty. Um, <laughs> so uh, probably should have done. Never should have picked that cantrip. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, if you can give me an insanely good insult, if you can tell me what you say to him and it's really funny, I'll give him disadvantage. Uh, so he's an orc, right? Yep. Oh my, really good one. Um, Keith is going to look at the guy and go, hey, butt face, why don't you get a sniff of your own face? He looks, he looks at you and says, I'm going to fucking kill you next. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's no good ones for a fucking orc. Uh, Not when you put him on the spot like that. I was trying to help you out. Uh, I know. <laughs> this orc's going to still finish off, try and finish off Vanessa first. Uh, he hits. This guy. Uh, he hits you for 14 damage. Wow, really? Yeah. That's what I was trying to do, because he got disadvantage with Vicious Mockery. Uh, so that's his turn. Guy with the rifle is going to shoot at uh, Mongo, because he keeps shooting at him. He fucking misses. My god, I've rolled so bad on these attacks. I was going to kill you all. Um... <laughs> The guy with the pistol is going to shoot at Keith for making an insult that bad. He Keith, what's your AC? 14. Yeah, he hits you. Uh, he's going to roll a D6 plus 1. He's going to hit you for 6 damage. Uh, Orc with the brass knuckles is going to make a contested strength check against Robin again to try and get up through the... Um, trying to knock you off and not get pinned anymore. So, Robin, make a strength check. Jesus. So he rolled a 19. So the orc with the brass knuckles digs his knuckles into the ground and does just a giant push-up and bounces up. Um, that's going to take one of his actions, so he only has two attacks. He's going to go after Robin. Uh, one hit, one miss. So he's going to hit Robin for six damage. Um, that is Vanessa's turn. You still have the guy with the axe in front of you. Um, and then the other three. Okay. Um, well, I really want to get rid of this guy with the axe because he's a dick. Mm-hmm. 
And that sucks. I missed. So you miss with your bowcaster. Uh, it is your father's turn. He's going to use his last healing spell on you. Uh, so he heals you for 10 health. Oh, actually, you actually, no, you couldn't even get to uh, his armor class with your roll. Uh, it's then Miss Tetrana's turn, who is going to attack the guy with the axe with her short sword. She rolls a 28 to hit. Um, so she's going to hit the guy with the brass knuckles, actually, for 7 damage. 29 um, I thought you said she was going for the guy with the axe. I meant the guy with the brass knuckles because that's who she was fighting okay. um, before. Uh, layer action. Uh, okay. Me. Since you guys are up on the mezzanine and people have cleared out, nothing actually happens on a one anymore. Darn. Uh, that brings us to Robin's turn. So, the guy with the damn brass knuckles is pissing me off. Can I shoot him? Yeah. Never mind. You miss. Uh, Mongo, you're up. Still got three, four of these dudes standing. Um, and just like Robin with the guy with the brass knuckles, this guy with the rifles really pissing me off. Okay. You miss. Uh, Keith, it is your turn. I'm going to... Let's use my last level one spell slot. We'll catch which bolt on uh, the guy with the axe. All right. D20 plus five. 16? Uh, 16 does not hit. Fuck. That's all I can do. Uh, the guy with the axe. Gonna go after Vanessa. Rolls a 15 to hit that does hit you. It's only gonna hit you for four damage, though. The... Dude with a rifle, same thing, gonna go after Mongo. Fucking Christ. Yeah, with the pistol after Keith. Uh, he is going to hit for a D6 plus one. Five damage to Keith. Um, dude with the brass knuckles is gonna take three attacks at Robin. Hits once, hits twice. Hits all three times. Seven. Fourteen. Uh, plus five. Nineteen damage to Robin. So this guy with the brass knuckles. He's been stabbed in the ground. Punched, slashed, cut with a dagger. He just turns to Robin. Jabbed to the head with his left. Crossed to the head with his right. Cocks back, giant uppercut, clocks Robin with his brass knuckles right on the chin, and Robin goes down. Um, bringing us to Vanessa's turn. You do have things like Action Surge and Second Wind available to you. Um, if need be, Vanessa. Yeah, I'm thinking about which one I want to do. You can technically do both of those. Yeah. In the same turn. Um, I use a bonus action to regain hit points. Okay, so I'm going to use my second win. 
fifty ten. So I get four back. Plus, you get four plus your fighter level, so you get eight back. So I get eight. I added that right. for you. Thank you. And then uh, action surge is just to be able to take an extra action, right? Right. So you can essentially, so you can essentially attack twice this turn. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna if I throw it. Mm, I think only the guy with the axe is within twenty feet of me, right? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to use. Bertha, see if I can't get some damage in. So you do have a d6 of Bardic Inspiration, so you can roll a d6, and the number can be added to your roll. 17 hits. Yes. So you got a 16. I knew you would, with whatever your Bardic Inspiration was, you would do damage on this turn. Uh, So you do four damage to the Orc with the Axe. Like I said, you can use two dagger attacks in one turn. uh, So you can attack again. I'm going to go for the other one with him again. You miss that time, and you don't have yeah, any more body inspiration. Okay, uh, and that's but that's two per. T- I can still do my action surge. Yes. True. Um. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use my action surge, and I'm gonna use my bowcaster this time. Ah. <sighs> you miss with your your bowcaster. He yeah. definitely dodges out of the way of your second dagger. You pull out your pull out your caster as you're like diving over tables and shit you shoot yeah you totally miss him um that brings us to oh not that don't worry about that one um that brings us to Bissell's turn uh she is going to throw a dagger at the orc with an axe um she rolls a natural 20 um so she's going to hit uh so first off he's going to take eight damage uh from that and then he has to make a constitution saving throw he makes it uh so yeah he just takes the damage from getting a dagger thrown into him um and it's uh coyote halen's turn he is just gonna hide because he doesn't know how to fight but he is gonna look at robin and say you can do it giving you a bardic inspiration a d6 of bardic inspiration and that brings us to the layer action don't die (laughs) um yeah that's basically what he said uh everybody except for robin i need you to make a constitution saving throw 10 17. 13. Okay. Three. All right. So the terror plot DJs bump and bump in huge bass drop. You guys all kind of suffer through it. You can see some of the, uh, uh, the attackers have been deftly um, affected by this just loud noise. As Robin, it is your turn. Give me a death saving throw. you roll a three okay so that's one fail for you uh mongo it is your turn 
You, there's still the guy with the rifle alive, still the guy with the pistol alive, and the two giant orcs. Right, this guy with the rifle has got to go. Okay. You hit him. And you just barely, you pull your crossbow out, shoot it at him. He's, like, trying to dodge out of the way. He trips over something. His head falls right into the crossbow bolt's path, impales him right through the center of the head, and the guy with the rifle goes down. Uh, Bring us to Keith. It is your turn, unless, Mongo, you could use, like, your second wind as a bonus action because you still have that. I'm going to save that for now. All right, sounds good. Uh, Keith, it is your turn. There is... Wolf at the axe. Okay. Two claw attacks incoming. Um, they're both gonna hit fifteen plus six, and then a twelve plus six. So. Uh, yes, those both hit. Uh, one d six for each. Shitty ass fucking rolls with the damage. Uh, eight damage, and then six damage. Uh, so fourteen damage total. Okay, he is still standing. Um, so when you get affected by the sonic boom, you make your next attack or skill check with disadvantage. So he's going to attack the guy with the axe, going to attack Vanessa with disadvantage. Uh, he's still going to fucking hit uh, with a 19 to hit. And he does 13 damage the to Vanessa. You have an armor class of 13. Um the guy with the pistol is also going to attack uh, Keith with disadvantage. Uh, he misses. Brass Knuckles guy did save and is going to take three attacks with or three punches at um, actually Basel. Uh, she's right there with him. First one hits. Second one hits. Third one hits. She takes four, nine, 15 damage. And that is it for his turn. Vanessa, it is you. I'm gonna. I mean, the guy with the axe is still freaking in my face, so I really can't do much else. Uh, all right, I'm going to go for crossbow. That is going 20. to hit. The 20 is going to hit. God. Six damage. Six damage to him. Okay, that's what you got. Uh, it is Basel's turn next. She's going to go after the guy with the brass knuckles. Uh, what does she have to hit? She's plus nine... So that does hit. Um, so she hits him for 11 damage. <clears throat> uh, Coyote failed his constitution save against the base, so he's just kind of fucked up on the ground. Uh, layer action, nothing happens. Robin, make a death saving throw. Oh my god. <laughs> that is a success. Uh Mongo, it is your turn. The you have the both large orcs in range of you with your um, crossbow, and the 
guy with the pistol still kind of next to where the guy with the rifle was. Okay, I'm going to go after the guy with the axe. All right. With my crossy bow. And you miss. With. Keith, that is your turn. Uh, wolf at the axe guy again. Please, he keeps doing so much damage. Uh, one's definitely going to miss, but the other's an 18 plus 6. 18, so. that, that'll hit. Uh, what's your modifier to damage? Uh, modifier to my damage? Yeah. To plus four. Plus four? All right. Keith, how does your wolf want to kill this guy? <laughs> what does health at? He has three health left. Oh my god, he's just TRS. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Fucking rip his face off, X. Take his nose. The wolf is gonna charge at him, uh, pin him to the ground. Uh, rip off his nose and be like, you really are a butt face now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Hey, man, I got to connect it back, all right? <laughs> yeah, the guy with the pistol is going to attack Keith with advantage for that fucking joke. Uh, and he rolls a natural 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2d6 plus 1. Uh, he does 11 damage to you. <laughs> he does 11 damage to you. I know. I'm ready to get down. Uh, okay. Guy with the brass knuckles. Uh, he's going to put his... He's going to reach down, pick up Robin, and pull the knife off the ground that Basel left. Um, he's going to turn and face all of you. He says, I'm going to walk out of here or this guy's going to go bye-bye forever. He's holding the knife to Robin's unconscious body. Um, uh, are we waiting for a turn order or can we go? It's Vanessa's turn now. He's going to shoot at his face. All right, you're going to roll to hit him if you miss badly there's a chance you hit robin and kill him so uh, maybe i should aim for his leg then he's he's holding him as a shield yeah he's holding robin like a human shield oh great that's awesome um okay well i don't know what to do now i'm nervous you can hold an action for like let's say if he drops robin um, you can, you don't have any more, like, actions or like, anything. I guess I could, like, I could throw one of my knives somewhere next to him, maybe see if it would just distract him long enough. I don't know. Just hold an action? Yeah, I'm just gonna hold it. That's no fun. All right, um, Basel is going to, uh kind of slink off into the shadows um yeah she's gonna slink off into the shadows uh for her turn coyote is uh already hiding yeah he's he's he did what he could okay <laughs> robin uh you have to make a death saving throw still you succeed so that's two successes for Robin. Uh, 
Mongo, there's still the guy with the pistol, uh, shooting at you guys, and there's this dude with brass knuckles, um, holding Robin as, like, a human shield. <clears throat> All right, I'm going after Pistol Man. Okay, you hit him. So he takes some damage. Keith, your turn. Uh, what do I want to do? I'm just going to go for the guy with the pistol. Make it easy. Okay. There's only one left. Uh, one's four, a 16, four, and I rolled a three, so the three's not going to hit. Yeah. 16 will hit, though. Nine or er, ten damage. So your wolf, after just mauling the dude with the axe, sprints over the guy with the pistols fixated on you, but kind of looking at the guy who's holding Robin up as a human shield. The wolf just jumps up, claws the dude's throat out. That guy's dead. Um, and it is just the guy with the brass knuckles turn as he is backing away from you. Um, holding the knife to Robin's neck. It's like, you guys are going to let me walk out of here or this guy gets it, all right? He's backing away from you. Um, he can move half his speed, so he can move. He moves 15 feet away from you towards where he came in, which is like an emergency exit on the second floor. Um, Vanessa, it's your turn. All right, well, I'm very nervous about shooting anything at him. I guess I'm just going to stay closer to him. I'll, I'll move up a little bit. Uh, say 10 feet. Alright. He's still walking away. Um, let's see what happens here. Uh, is that DJ still freaking going? Yeah, the DJ is still going, but nothing else is happening with the DJ for now. Everybody's kind of cleared out. He's kind of realized that people aren't listening anymore. Um... Uh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong person. Okay. So behind the orc with the brass knuckles, slinking out of the shadows, Basel Tetrana goes, stabs the orc through the hand that's holding Robin. So he drops Robin uh, and takes five, six damage. Uh, so Robin has been dropped. Uh, Robin, give me a death save throw as Basel Tetrana just, like, snuck behind him and stabbed him through the arms, dropping Robin. You can use a D6, because you do have a D6 of inspiration still. Just a regular D6? Yeah, you can roll a D6, add it to your roll. So that makes you roll an 11, so you are stable. Um, so Robin on the ground again, stable. Mongo, it's your turn. This dude with the brass knuckles is about 40 feet away from you. Um, with a sword kind of through his arm. Uh, what are you doing? Well, that's within crossbow range, right? So yep. I am missing. He goes to try and pull the sword out, and as he does, he dodges out of the way of your crossbow bolt. Uh, Keith, it's up to you next. Wolf's just gonna charge him. Two claw attacks. One fell off. Uh, so one's gonna be a 
18, and the other is going to be a 24. Yeah, both hit. Roll your damage. Sure. That was an amazing-ass roll. Um, they're both going to be 10, so 20. Hey, Keith. Take them out. Yes? Yeah! <laughs> uh, Wolf's going to run up to him, latch onto his neck, uh, and as the guy's probably trying to pull him off, it's just going to look like a ring around the rosy with blood spraying everywhere. <laughs> so your wolf jumps up, bites the guy in the neck, or claws his neck out, and then starts chewing at him. His fucking mechanized robot wolf with all these fucking magic runes all over it. It's clawing at the neck, blood is spurting out. The guy is just falling around. It's like a fucking fountain from goddamn Bellagio of blood. Basel is looking shocked. Coyote is fainted by this point. Um, and uh, I, after like the he falls off and the wolf like comes back to him, Keith is gonna like be, lean down and go good boy and start giving him kisses. <laughs> that's, that's so wrong. Basel is gonna turn to you, and I sit and says, "Well, looks like we're in together now, and that is where we'll end our session tonight." Yay. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in to episode four of our Utopia campaign. I'm Mimic the Idiot. I host Idiots Rolling Dice, which has a new Twitter handle, by the way. We are now at Erdipod, I-R-D-P-O-D. Uh, just thought it would be easier. At Idiots Rolling Dice on Instagram uh, and Erdipod on Twitter. Check us out there. I don't post as regularly as we should, but, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on. Um... I am joined on this wonderful journey by Miss Daisy Cakes, who plays Vanessa Halen, Vex, who plays Keith Miller, Play the Fool, who plays Mongo, and Jimmy SHR14, who plays Robin Hoodie. Uh, Thanksgiving is next Thursday. We will not be streaming an episode that week. We will be playing on Friday, uh, which is this upcoming Friday in two days. So have a happy Thanksgiving, all Americans who celebrate. Uh, stay safe, stay distanced from your families. I know you don't want to, but... It's going to really suck if it's better to be at home for Thanksgiving than in the ER on Christmas. Uh, so stay safe, please, please, all of you out there. And, um, yeah, so check us out on Friday this week. New episode will be next Wednesday of the podcast. And we appreciate you all. Uh, hope you enjoy. Enjoy.